Yeah, I don't know. Your close friend story is my is my favorite story to follow. Yeah, I have a problem with not keeping my mouth shut at this point. You know, but but was was that always the case? Like, did you um like have you always really cared about culture and politics and social issues? Started in 2019. So no. So basically, right. at the at the inception of yeah. co at the the pandemic, yeah. that's when you started caring about it. Yeah. So lockdowns. When did that shit start? 2019? Um, I believe. 2018, 2019? No, I believe like March of 2020. 2020. Is when. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was, officially, I was out of college. I graduated yeah. college in 2019. And at the time, so I'm single now, but my girlfriend at the time, we were in Florida. And yeah. that's whenever they were playing the commercials of the people from China just like falling over. And you're like, so So oh because, because I don't watch TV. I've heard a lot about those, but I've never actually seen them. Like there was really, there was really like videos and commercials of people just dropping. Dude, it dead. was like maybe, I don't want to underplay. I'm sure it. maybe I, like a month or two months, but yeah, it I'm was sure like, if I googled it, I could find them. Yeah, but it's also at the same time, like it, I don't know why I believed it at first, but it's just like, how the hell would there be cameras on the each person falling specifically, yeah, as like they a just movie? Fall out, yeah, right, yeah, and then like my mom. So I have very conservative family from both sides, and. uh she would send us texts just being like, you guys need to get home, drive back to Missouri, like get out of Florida. And we're like, no, we want to get locked down on the beach. This is nice. Like, yeah. we want to stay here. For and real, then, for real, though, foreshadowing, like if there's another lockdown, don't don't be surprised if I just jet out to a beach somewhere. Because if I'm going to be locked down anywhere, I'm definitely going to be locked down in Florida. Oh, yeah, <laughs> in Florida. We're going on the outskirts of Missouri where yeah. I know I'm safe for, yeah, yeah, for a little bit. Until, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Okay, but. But, um. Yeah, so she would, like, text us all this stuff, and she's very political, and I was always, like, I don't care about politics. Like, mm -hmm. it is what it is. It doesn't really affect me, and just kind of that ignorant. Well, yeah, when you're young. young younger, yeah, yeah. 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 And, uh, and then 2020, 2021, whenever I was in my apartment, I started, like, listening to stuff. I didn't know about First Former Andy. I didn't even know about any of you guys until first year out of college, so, yeah. like, 2020. Yeah. This whole time being from St. Louis – Driving on 44 team back to Springfield. Never knew. I knew about us too. I didn't know First Form was a thing. I knew like First Form was a company because a lot of guys I went to school with were with S2 in Springfield. Yeah. And they used And then products. I was like, okay, First Form, yeah. And then, yeah, that's just kind of how I figured out. And then I listened to Andy's podcast and I like joke with my mom all the time. I'm like, he got me into politics. And she's just like, motherfucker, I sent you like, <laughs> I sent you, I sent all you politics stuff every yeah. day. And I'm like, well, he yells a lot, and I listened, and yeah, he yeah, speaks you, in you a way. You were right about everything, yeah. So that's kind of what started started it all, but yeah, pretty much it, ever it, since. So now, you know, for context, I literally followed Jake j exclusively for his close friends story, so that <laughs> I could just see these funny memes and news updates that yeah. you share on Dude, your close friends. Yeah, I have a problem with going on X twitter oh. and then i'll see something that makes me mad i'm like close friend story i know and i did close friends so the like reasoning behind that and why i still do is because i was like oh meta they won't check my close friend story yeah that's stupid to think i, I won't and then get I censored got suspended yeah. yeah and then so jokingly and stuff public i just keep doing close friend story because i'm like they won't monitor it even though that's what got me suspended yeah. but isn't yeah. it wild that your account can be your, your account literally got suspended for sharing posts well it was <laughs> so it was two things i shared a vaccine story on my close friend story and then i was on a podcast <laughs> and posted a real and it wasn't oh, even anything clip bad of the podcast yeah but it was also like i didn't say anything that bad it was like stuff you can find on google yeah where it's like case studies yeah, yeah. so it's like already out there and if they don't want it out there then why would 
you why know, would it be on Google? Exactly. Yeah. And then I also mentioned how we have, I'm 26 right now and we have clients my age with heart problems over the last eight months, maybe, maybe 10 of them, but it's like a couple of them had cardiac arrest. One has myocarditis. Another one has trachycardia. And then another one with just like where they're laying down, their resting heart rates, like 80 or 90 and they can just like feel it being their, through their chest. That's crazy. And then I asked them and I was just like, Hey, not to get political. Cause I don't get political with clients, but I'm like, did you get a vaccine or like what's your health history? Show me your blood work before we try to make sure everyone has their blood work done when we start with them. So we can see if there's any precursors or anything. And then yeah. a lot of them like no history of anything. So it's just like, so what else would it be? It's really unexplainable that they have their, they're young, they're yeah. 25 and have yeah. heart problems. And you know, if people, <clears throat> this definitely, a, this is definitely a sensitive uh, topic for people. But um, I think that when you, when you dig enough though, I don't know. At bare, bare, at bare minimum, you it has to make somebody suspicious to see like some like like you're just a bystander. Like you're not like a Harvard doctor. You're no, not like no. you're just a bystander. Yeah. And they suspended your account for talking about this. Yeah. And then not only that, but like if you just look at the number of young athletes that have had heart attacks, 20. like. In my yep. yo, I've been an athlete my whole life. I've followed sports my whole life. I've been a football fan, yep. a baseball fan, a basketball fan. Now, granted, I don't watch all the sports in the yeah. world. I watch a couple sports though, but I watch them religiously and I watch every level. I watch high school, I watch college, I watch professional. So I'm watching a lot of sports mm -hmm. and I follow them. I know the rosters, I know the teams. Yeah. I've never in my life seen a professional athlete, never in my in 30 years seen a professional yeah. athlete fall out in the middle of a game. These are yeah. some of the healthiest human beings on earth. They're the elite. They are the elite. Dropping. They have yeah. access to the best healthcare, the best nutrition, the best training, the best everything. Yep. Superhumans yep. falling out. LeBron James, arguably his, one of the most his son. Yeah. recognizable athletes on the planet. His son literally fell out and, mm -hmm. and had a had cardiac arrest. Yeah. Isn't he, was, I think he's 18. Like, year, nine, seven, yeah, he's a that is insane. Yeah. And so I don't want to draw any conclusions, but oh, I, <laughs> it, well, I don't care. It definitely, yeah. you know, but it definitely, yeah. it, because even, you know, because I, like, like when I started, this is a sensitive topic for some people. Oh, and so, sure. especially, dude, I, you know, I just, I got a feel for people who, there's some, there's like three camps of people. There's people who got vaccinated and, um, you know, are just convinced that that was the best decision that they could do for yeah. them, which oh, is yeah. which is cool. And then there's the people who got vaccinated and m maybe got exposed to some other information between that time and now. Right, or they just weren't affected too. Yeah. And, well, or yeah, and they're, but they're genuinely concerned now. Oh, like right. even if they're yeah. not, even if they're not affected, even if there's no symptoms, even if everything's fine just being exposed yeah. to the information yeah. and starting to see these athletes and starting to see, you know, this and that Scary. and this is like, Oh my gosh, is something going to happen to me? And then right. there's the people that, that didn't get vaccinated and they're kind of like, you know, I told you, you know, yeah. um, but it, it, it is tough. And I feel for, I feel most for the people in the middle because the people over here, right. they're content with their decision and that's really cool. Yeah. And then the people over here, like I didn't get vaccinated. Um, but, for a couple of different reasons, and I will highlight those, but they're content with their decision. They're like, cool, I'm, I'm good. You right. know, it didn't kill me. I'm yeah. fine. Yeah. You know, but the people in the middle, man, I really feel bad for those people. But the reason why I didn't get vaccinated was because I, um, 
honestly, dude, and and you know, some people will not like this as a fact, but I didn't get vaccinated and I hated it when other people would pressure me too. But because I did not wait for a life-threatening virus to be circulating to start worrying about whether or not I was healthy. Exactly. Like yeah. I've been I've been investing in my physical health, not n- not building my muscles. Right. I have been investing in my actual health mm-hmm. in every way imaginable for like a decade. Yeah. And so what my thought process was was if there is a single human being on this planet that can get sick and their immune system is capable of fighting this thing off. I am that single human being, yeah, and I'm and I'm not worried about any type of flu or nothing. And so for me, it just the the risk outweighed the potential benefit to me because I'm so healthy. And then there there was people in the midst of it that were like, "Yeah, but you should get vaccinated for other people." And here's what people don't like yeah. hearing me say: is motherfucker, you should have been investing in your health the same way that I was. You don't want obese people wearing suits and ties on TV telling you to look out for their health? It, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like, I get it. That's That might, it might, it, there's like, I understand the rationale. That's like the nice thing to do, right? Like to worry about everybody else too. But it's like, but you guys weren't weren't passing up on the ice cream every time I was. Or you eating, guys, you yeah. guys weren't skipping the movie you wanted to watch tonight to go outside and take a run yeah. like I was, yeah. right? So like, what about what about that? When were, you weren't thinking about me missing out on all the fun and 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 the gluttony, I love that shit. Yeah, who was the was it mayor of New York? Or governor. They were giving out free french fries? Dude that looks like from the fucking Simpsons. And he's like sh- shoving Shake Shack down. He looked I like know. Chris Chrissy, essentially. And it's just like, bro, if you got a 70-inch waist, don't tell me what to do for your health. I like, know. be self-aware. I know that sounds mean, but we're at the point now where it's been years. It's like, if you're not self-aware at this point, not that I don't feel bad for you, but at the same time, I almost don't. Because it's like, there's, you should know by now. Yeah, like just health and like in general, if you're treating yourself like trash at like 40, 50, 60, like you, you know what you're doing. Yeah. Like, you know, I do have a heart for people. <clears throat> I do have a heart for people because we live in a world. You ever read uh, George Orwell's? Um, no, I need to. Though. Okay. Yeah, I need to. So we, we live in a world where there's just so much information out there. No, like yeah, for real. No, like, I, I agree. 100%. I, I, and this is where I this is yeah. where I, I I give them a little bit of grace because I generally generally I agree with you, which is like, you, you know, my mom just died two years ago. Oh, sorry to hear that. Wasn't yeah. even sixty. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. of like just bad health. Yeah. Like people look at me today and and, and my brother too. And they'd be like, oh, man, those two got great genetics. Like, both of my parents were morbidly obese. Like, right. both of yeah. my, my – all my sisters, my aunts, my grandma, everybody in my family is obese. So, yeah. like, tell me where the genetic, genetics came yeah. from. But, <laughs> but um, there's just so much information out there that is conflicting that it's, it's really difficult for the average person to just – you know, nail down. Like, what do I need to do? Like, that is true. That for, is like. Yeah. Remember when they said eggs were bad, and then they said, you know, oh, I forgot about that. And then they <laughs> said, they said saturated fat is bad. They said butter's bad. They yeah. say dairy's bad. There are still people out there that think eating fat makes you fat. Like yeah. that. That is true. There is so much information. I think why I say 
and and it's still it's still on them though because it they is, gotta but, they gotta go out and reach out to somebody. Right, it is, but I'm also like in the professional space, fitness and health. So like, I have to also remember sometimes when I'm thinking, I'm like, not everyone thinks the way I do, or clients who I'm teaching these things. So I gotta also understand where someone's still probably only looking at headlines or mm-hmm. they were in the checkout at Deerberg's and saw an Ozempic ad, which yeah. I did today and well, they, not, things like that, you know? Well, not only that, but like, I don't know. I was a drug addict before. Yeah. And so I know what, like, I, I know how devastating bad habits, like just habits yeah. oh, can, can be to your life, your yeah. physical health, all these things, your relationships, like uh, every area of your life, but, but certainly to your health. And one thing I, I used to think about when I was a nutrition coach, personal trainer, um, is these people, a lot of times, the, the people that come to you, they might be 20, they might be 30, they might be 40, they might be 50, but they've, they've learned, they spent the last 20, 30, 40 years learning how to eat the way that they do. Yep. Like their parents taught them, like when they grew, like, you know, all of us, when we grew oh, yeah. up, yeah. we just ate what our mom cooked or dad or whoever right yep and then when we left the house a lot of times that is just what we made because those are the meals that we were used to eating and so as you you have one of the hardest jobs in the world when you have a 40 year old man or woman that comes Mm -hmm. to you and they're like hey you know they're 100 pounds overweight and they're like hey i really want to change my lifestyle well at the root of that change is going to be you're going to have to teach them how to how to relearn how to eat you know like they need to relearn their, their eating habits that they've been in for 40 years, which or is crazy. Very, like, I have a client, and, like, I talk about her all the time, and she's, like, a phenomenal story. Her name's Carrie, late 40s, um, mom, wife. She has PCOS. I'm not a PCOS specialist. I'm also not a female, so I can't relate as much. Yeah. I've done lots of research, have outsourced to PCOS specialists to talk to. I've been told, like, this is how you – I'm not bloating myself up, but, like, this is how you know a coach is good. You say, but I you are good. You that's, say, that's you say I don't know to things. Like if she yeah. comes to me and she's like, I have PCOS, which I found out a couple months working with her. So I didn't know right away. Cause if I knew right away, I would have probably honestly turned her away and been like, you need to see like specialist. a specialist. Yeah, like yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And then I like told her, I'm like, look, you can, I'll give you like 50% refund when she first started with me. And I'm like, we can send you a specialist. I have some people that I do trust. You can stay with me and we can try to figure it out through those people. Like it's your decision. But I'm like, I don't really know. Like I can ask questions and we can figure it out together and we have been and she's she looks great now and she still has weight to lose because like pcos it's just makes especially at that battle it's a battle almost impossible it's hard and her doctor when we first started keep in mind she's in her 40s her doctor had her eating 800 calories a day for almost 10 years a toddler needs 1200 yeah right that's crazy so it's just like what the fuck are we doing i know or like doctors who aren't healthy giving people nutrition advice and it's just like yo well, what is going on that that really used to frustrate me a lot because even after i i had a gym and i was a nutrition coach personal trainer i still worked in the fitness and nutrition space for several years after that and so um you know just when you're in the space and you you look good and right. you, people you, you're a guy that people come to and they ask yeah. questions and so um man i would run into that so often where these doctors we're giving people, ter- I'm talking terrible advice. Could ruin their lives. Could ruin, could ruin, could destroy your metabolism. Yeah. You know, slowly uh, end up malnutri- malnourished, right? And so yeah. what, what I, 
what occurred to me at some point along the way is that these doctors, um, we, we just have a bad culture of health maintenance in this country. Um, and, and it's, I don't think anybody's necessarily at fault, but it's sometimes the doctors, our healthcare system is set up to be very reactive. Like you have an issue and you go to the doctor yep. and they ascertain what the issue is and they prescribe a, a remedy. Right. And so for somebody that wants to be proactive about taking care of their health, going to your doctor is not the place to go because that's not how they were trained. And then not only that, but I just recently found out through, do you know Gina Bontempo? My the name sounds good friend. Familiar. You probably follow her on Instagram. She's, I have no idea. She's your type of follow, okay. uh, but <laughs> okay. great friend of mine. Yeah. Um, GM Florio is her Instagram. You guys, especially okay. ladies, ladies, she goes hard on, <laughs> on women's health. Um, yeah. She she basically built her whole platform on and I'm using her language. OK, don't get mad at me, guys. But her, her she built her whole platform on uh, she wages war on the war on women, you know, oh, so like I mean, that's very true. So like when it comes to like reproductive health and um, like birth control and how damaging that stuff can be to your hormones and like, yeah. you know, she 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 goes in and PCOS, like all, mm -hmm. all the stuff that women specifically do. She's a great resource for that. Um but uh, I can't remember why I brought her up. What were we just talking about? Bad doctors. <laughs> oh. Bad doctors, bad advice. Yeah. Well, well, I just recently learned from Gina that most of the doctoral uh, medical doctors, their programs and those universities are funded by companies, by pharmaceutical companies. Like they're yeah, they're the ones interesting. they're the ones that fund the endowments for those schools the yeah. medical schools specifically yep. so that they can have an influence on the curriculum and then it's when you learn that and this is stuff that you can literally find on the internet this yeah, is not you can, this is not me you can literally Google yeah all this, this stuff. is this yeah. is not a conspiracy theory uh, yeah. that's all public information because these are public universities yeah but they're funded by companies like Pfizer and you know other pharmaceutical companies and so. When you learn that, then you realize, man, it's not it's not as big of a surprise to you that like when you go to the doctor, they don't say, oh, like you have high blood pressure. They don't right. say, oh, just start exercising. Yeah. They say like, oh, take this high blood pressure medication. Right. Yeah. It's so backwards. Dude, it's so we're partnering with a company, um, actually two companies, same owner, blokes for men, joy for women. They do blood panels, diagnostics, all this stuff. I put up a real probably months ago because I haven't posted recently. Yeah. But um just comparing one of our clients who got their normal blood work done from, I guess, an urgent care, or a lab connected to it versus the in-depth that like they do or other companies like them doing. Yeah. And their mission is literally fuck pharma, fuck um, big insurance, like all this stuff, which like I agree with. Yeah. And their founder today, shout out Josh Whalen. Um, he said that when he was 50 pounds overweight on the verge of divorce, no sex drive, all this stuff his doctor classified him in the normal range. And that's also a big problem because even if you have issues or no issues, they just put you in this huge gen pop classification of normal range, which like, that's not how that works. Well, like well, it, it shouldn't work. It, it can I to understand. a certain degree, but if it's like a precursor to something or like mm -hmm. 50 pounds overweight, no sex drive, and you say that's normal, yeah, maybe that is normal with Americans right now because that's that what is I was a normal just about thing, to say. But that yeah. doesn't mean it's okay. Like, offer a solution. You're a doctor. Do yeah. your job. You have you have to you have to ask yourself what does it mean to be normal in America today. That's actually a good point. Right. Because that like it, it that means, would be normal. It means yeah. that you're overweight. For like, and this is not me picking on anybody. This is a statistical fact. It yeah. means that you're overweight, likely obese. Um, it means that your children are overweight 
it means that you have less than a thousand dollars in your bank account. Yep. Like it's you know like it's not good. It's it's really rough out there right now. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I care deep, dude. I care deeply about this stuff. Like I like not about it for me. Like I care deeply about sharing just useful and valuable uh, insight, information, but also perspective with other people because like um like dude the healthy lifestyle literally saved my life it de- it definitely yeah. it definitely did and in and even if even if somebody thinks i'm being dramatic by saying that like for certain it contributed it enriched my life in ways that i never ever ever could have imagined that it would before i got started like yeah that's because it translates into first you know physical mental state and that translates into everything else business relationships livelihood mm-hmm. quality of life like everything it goes on in your life. It literally starts with you like yeah. taking accountability for yourself, following promises. And like, I know that sounds generic, but like it literally, I think that's the problem with social media. Everyone tries to overcomplicate, over optimize, which yeah, you, there are optimal things for every topic of discussion, but you literally have to like consistently do the fundamentals or like optimizing things does not matter. Yeah. So if you focus on your health, fitness, quality of life. And when I say fitness, I don't mean like powerlifting in the gym, like people normally think or, bodybuilding competing i mean like longevity and performance can Mm -hmm. you perform better each year are you like making sure that when you're 40 or 50 you can squat down and get back up or reach for a cabinet and not accidentally hurt yourself or sounds funny but not hurt yourself in your sleep that's a common thing that's a really common thing people get injured in their sleep (laughs) i'll wake up with like a sore neck and be like bro what is going on yeah no But, but yeah but dude because i care about this stuff so much honestly this is one of the reasons why i had you on the show when i did like You've been a part of our community now for a while. Um, the whole premise of the show is, uh, I don't know, do you listen to it yet? You, you may not. You listen I to listen to Jans. I listen uh, to Jans. Bro, Jans was a killer. Not even. Killer. So, <laughs> credit, I'll say this first because I know they'll get on me. Credit to Nolan and Janice Manning. They got me to San St. Louis on top of my family, close friends, you guys. Like, they were the ones that, like, and solidified me. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Them, too, at a SCL City soccer game, it was 20 degrees out. I'll just tell the story real quick. Yeah. And uh, Janice was next to me, and then Nolan. So I guess we were in their parents' spots or something. And Janice kept, like, offering me hand warmers. And I was, like, just trying to be nice. I'm like, yo, her dude's right there. I'm not going to try to talk to her because – she was just being oh, nice. Oh, yeah, you guys met at that game. Yeah, she was yeah. just being nice. And I'm like, well, I don't know Nolan. I don't want to be like, you talking to my chick? Yeah. And, you know, she just kept offering hot hands. And then. She's the nicest person ever. Probably one of the nicest Yeah, <laughs> yeah. one of the yeah. nicest person. Yeah. And uh, she's like a mom to everyone. Yeah. yeah. And I don't remember if it was like halftime or they overheard a conversation or maybe she just asked what I do. And usually when people ask, like, it's kind of hard to describe everything. So I'm just like fitness professional, coach people. I want to open a gym. Yeah. Um, and then she's like, oh, no way. Like, I studio manage F45s. So I'm like, oh, dope. And then Nolan's like, I work with First Form. And I'm like, uh-oh, like, what's going to happen? Yeah. And then they're like, so what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm probably going to move to Austin in like two weeks. That's the plan. They're like, why? And I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like fitness here kind of sucks. And I want to go move and like do my thing out there. And I know a lot of people in Austin. Yeah. And they're like, well, if your community needs it, like, why wouldn't you build a facility here in a couple mm. years? And I'm like, true. And they're like, do you have a reason for like leaving? I'm like, all my like close inner circle friends have supported me from day one. Like they're here, family, great family, yeah. blessed for that. They're here, all friends, family, like here, some in different cities, but they always come back. And then I'm just like, I love St. Louis. I'm like, I don't have a reason to leave. I just thought it was the thing. Like after college, you just go somewhere, go yeah. somewhere else. And uh, that's just kind of like what I knew. And then I listened, and then I met Jeff for coffee because Louie, he played hockey at Missouri State. I played lacrosse. So, like, we knew yeah. each other, same degree, everything. 
and then met Jeff for coffee. And then he, exact same thing. He's like, why would you leave, dude? And then he's like, come with me. And then he showed me Dr. Tony and his facility. And I'm just like, damn. I'm yeah, like, I'm okay, like I just <laughs> met people. Cool. And then he's also like, well, look what Andy did in St. Louis. Like you could do something cool too. And I'm just like, true. And then Andy had a podcast where it's like, you know what pisses me off? People in our community leaving. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to stay. Yeah, all these times. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yo, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. stick it out. St. Louis sounds nice. But, yeah. I mean, it's true. Like, I don't know. Austin's just, like, really cool for fitness. I'm sure you know. Yeah. And it's just, like, bump in. But I'm just like, St. Louis actually isn't that bad. When I, like, met wow. everyone, met you, met your brother, um, Nolan. Dude, Nolan took me to a tour at First Form. No affiliation with them. And I was just, like blown away the bro. coolest thing was the locker room i didn't want to leave i'm like bro i'll stay here overnight this is cooler than like pro facilities like i'm i'm cool here like the go work out i'll chill on a chair the locker here. room is special bro cool yeah it's dude. so nasty. I, I literally i don't i think nolan's knees probably got annoyed because like that next week with them i like couldn't stop talking about the locker room i'm like that was so sick like, yeah with the nameplates yeah because you grew up with sports your whole life and you're like that's sick you can't even dream about a locker room that nice like no. you don't even you, like you dream you think about the pro locker rooms what that's thought, nicer than the pro locker the room. thing that i thought it was how how many dollars did this cost that oh. yeah i was just like i'm not gonna i'm, I'm not, not gonna, gonna ask, ask. <laughs> yeah, no no, no but, but it's totally worth it yeah i mean but just like after seeing all that in st louis i was just like this place is actually like really cool it was just me not necessarily expanding mm -hmm. with people I knew because my whole life was just sports when and you school. didn't yeah I, I, I it's not I, for lack of a better way to say it I just think you weren't giving it a fair shake like I oh, see yeah. I see St. Louis from an outsider's perspective and truly like one of the things that I really like one of the things that I really value a lot like about our relationship and our friendship and just you in my life is I have this not very long list of mm -hmm. people who are in either associates or friends who are, I know, 100% invested in making this city a better place. Oh, I, and, I love it. And, yeah. you know, everybody else is sort of on the fence. Like, mm -hmm. they could take it or leave it. They could go. Yeah. But, like, you're, like, you're building here. I'm, 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 that's where I'm at. I'm, like, right. I'm, like, St. Louis is the place for me, and... I'm really I'm I'm all in right now. I'm making it as as great of a place to po as possible to live for everybody that's here. Oh yeah. And I want to contribute to it and and I know there's a couple other people but like you're one of those people in my head so I'm like you know 100% like Je like yeah. like Jake is staying around. Yeah, you guys are the ones that cuz like I had a vision of like what I want to do. Austin was great but like even if I moved I'm like I don't know if this is permanent cuz if you go down there and you do what you want to do in Austin there's like another one. There, there's another exactly. one. Exactly. I don't the, care how good it is. There's and another I one. I loved it is like, besides first form, shout out first form, but yeah. like, favorite gym that's not private is Collective in Austin, owned by Jeremy Hills, who I don't know if he played in the NFL. I know he played at Texas. Yeah. Dude, it's like the membership's $400 a month. So, like, whether you're a pro athlete or gen mm -hmm. pop person, like, it's $400. So, you know, when people are investing that money, most of the time they take it seriously when they're in there. And like, we were working out there when we went last. It was like 2022. What did it cost for a drop in? Well, day pass was 100, which like still wow. that's I mean, it's still steep. But like, <laughs> I'll show you their Instagram, dude. It's you lit. better show me their Instagram. They better show me something, <laughs> dude. You're gonna like you're gonna take Grace and be like, let's go awesome workout. Like it's mm -hmm. that cool. But um, when we were there, it's like Bijan Robinson and a couple other people like going getting drafted that next year. They were working out and then average people doing a class. And it's like this is 
this is cool. We don't have this in St. Louis. Yeah. Like this is a sick concept. They got uh, saunas, red light saunas, like workspaces. Like they have everything you would want in a facility that you don't have here. Yeah. Except first form. Well, but again, that's, you know, lifetime. But they just don't have the athletes. They don't even have ice baths. Oh yeah, they don't. Paying two thirty a month and you can't even. I mean, uh, let, yo, let's, go ahead, let's tell be real. Let's be tell real. Them, like, tell them. I mean, yeah. they don't have ice bath. They really need ice baths. Yeah, it's simple concept. Uh, for them, it's cheap, but yeah. Yeah, but no, dude. So, first of all, I'll say that for those of you um, listening for the first time, or even uh, not the first time, uh, I would really appreciate it if you guys took a second to rate the show. Um, I know I've gotten a lot of feedback on the shows. A lot of people share the reels that I share um, that are just little clips from them. Um, Janice's episode, so powerful. And if you listen to that, then I know you got value out of it. So do us a favor. Take a second. Rate the show. I think it only takes like two seconds. It depends on the platform. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. So on YouTube, you don't rate it. You could just follow the show uh, or subscribe to our channel um, if that's where you watch or listen. If you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, it literally takes two seconds to rate the show. Um, but we've had, I don't even know, um, several thousand uh, downloads so far. And um, we only have like four ratings. So you guys are, you know, this is not a fair exchange right now. Okay. Uh, so that's one. Share it. Share um, the show. And then, uh, yeah. And then two, like the whole premise of this podcast actually, you know, for you and, and also for the audience is, I think we have like one of the coolest things going here. Um you know, and, and, and since starting the coffee shop, man, I sit behind the, or I stand behind the counter and I talk to people as they come in and I've gotten to meet like so many savages, just like, but savages like you, but then also like super inspiring people like Jan, like there's just person after person after person. And kind of to the point that we were just talking about, about how much of a hidden gem St. Louis is like, it really is, yeah. and then also like I've sort of gone through, you know, some debacles publicly where like people have this perception of me that I'm like not a warm and welcoming guy, yeah. but like <laughs> truly I, I, I am so inspired and great. I'm inspired by and grateful for the community that we have here. And we started, um, on our Instagram page. We're pretty active on Instagram at Omen coffee co. Um, doing like this familiar faces at omen segment and i just wanted to take that a step further like it it, it really didn't do a person like jan justice to be like oh this is one of right. the people in our community she's awesome you should say hi when you see her like i wanted people to like know jan you know yeah. and really and her, her story is worth sharing for real and i'm gonna call her out a lot more to tell her to post she needs to keep yeah she needs it i i have a, i have a two hour and 40 minute podcast that she could take clips from and dude, just and just make real her yeah. story is like it could help a yeah. lot of people but even yeah. people like you dude yeah. you're you're 26 mm -hmm. crushing it in business you're Appreciate doing it. your own thing um I mean, dude, it's so crazy. We were just talking about how you need to be posting on Instagram. You need to be doing more. But yeah. you're, and you're like, man, eh, it's all right. Cause you're, no, cause I'll call myself out. I got comfortable yeah. with business and not having to post. But it's also something that I thought about this week. And I actually had a team meeting about this, too, because mm -hmm. all of us need a, you know, it's a bad leadership trade on my end if I stop posting as much. And then other coaches are like, well, I don't have to. And I'm like, that makes me a bad leader. Like, I can't do that. It does. Yeah. 100%. Got to call myself out. Yeah. And Part of that was I was also suspended for five months on Instagram, <laughs> couldn't post and yeah, did it to it. myself, talked about, we, we talked about this already, but yeah. that, and then there was a couple months stretch where I was just like, also being offline, it's, oh, it helps. 
it helps, but also at the same time, like I gotta remember this is my job. But I also, do this. and also, your business is—I mean, because I'm your friend and I know yeah. your business is doing well enough that you could literally outsource all of the content creation and right. just press post every day. So, yeah. like, it's not and I, like and I don't want like I, I've talked with your brother. If I like start with someone, it's gonna be and if I need n- numerous people, him, mm-hmm. Nolan, mm-hmm. and. Logan, Logan Armstrong's a very busy man, but I always told Logan, I'm like, Logan's, name your price. Logan's like, the man. I was like, name your price. Logan's <laughs> yeah. the man. And he knows, but, uh, you know, yeah. the difference between the two. Well, I don't know about Lo, uh, Nolan, but like definitely the difference between Logan and my brother. My brother's very talented, but um, is Logan has mastered like using AI as well. He just makes like movies. He, <laughs> like he can <laughs> take weird. he can take good raw footage just like my brother but yeah. then he'll just plug in some ai sh- shit and yeah. it turns it into a movie and it's like bro what it's crazy how did he's you shoot underrated this? he's so good very underrated yeah. um but dude like so people like you like jan I, I i you know sat around thinking like man how can i make our community you know even more tight-knit and i and i wanted to give everybody an opportunity to get to know sort of like the doers and the inspire. I mean, really, eventually I'll work through everybody. Right. But, um, you know, to get to know each other on an intimate level so that when you walk in the shop and you see Jake or you see Janice or you see Jason or somebody, you can say hi to them and you're familiar, you know, and that yeah. there's like a real because when I grew up, man, like the communities were different, at least where I grew up, like you knew everybody in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Like when somebody was driving down the street, like, oh yeah, that's Cindy right there. Like, right. you know, hi, like she's yeah. probably coming from work or, you know, there's kids down there like, oh, those, you know, those kids are the Johnson's kids or right. you just, that's just the way it was. And, you know, I, I don't want to be like an old stuffy fart when I, you know, at, when I say this, but like, man, there was something really charming and, and special about that kind of community, you know? And yeah, it's, I, it's, I think it's, maybe trust well there's exactly exactly so that's part of where the men's group and the women's groups come from is like you know i i I see so much tension um and this is really what omen is all about not necessarily the podcast but like dude there's so much social tension in our society right now i mean more than i've ever seen in my lifetime i don't i I cannot remember it being essentially everyone lives under an umbrella of anxiety every day and and, yeah. and they also online they're living in these echo chambers of thought where like y- you know they go on their phones and you know they're every uh, belief or opinion that they have is validated 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 and then they're brushed up against one that that contradicts what they think or believe and it's, it's intolerable to them toxic exactly yeah. and so it, it's almost like we're all in these little we're segre- segregating ourselves into these little groups and it's like fuck everybody else and yeah man i just think it's so toxic um and so anyway yeah man for to really just to really just try to uh, uh, I'm a solutions guy. That's what I think about. I'm a solutions guy. When I see the problem, I don't like to sit around and complain all the time about this group or that group or yeah. what's going on. I ask myself, well, what can I do? And the only thing that I can think is like trying to bring everybody together because it's hard. Dude, Jason said this on his episode and I loved it. He said it's hard to hate up close. It's hard to hate up close. If you were it doesn't matter if you're if you believe in in if you're religious and I'm an atheist or mm-hmm. if you're gay and I'm straight or if you're a Democrat and I'm a Republican. When we're sitting across the table from one another like this, it's really hard for me and to when hate. You have a conversation, not yeah, a screaming match. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But screaming in all caps is not really it's so dumb. But, you well, know, and yeah. so this is part of the. this is the only way uh, thing that I can think of 
that might contribute to a potential solution is bringing everybody under the same roof into the same community, mixing and mingling, sharing stories, you know, forcing each other to be vulnerable with another, fostering, fostering trust. Like when you, cause you said trust. What I think about is if the trust is a very specific kind of trust, this trust that we need in our community, in any community, every community needs it, is the trust that we all have the whole in mind like right. what's like best village the, what's village. best for the whole right i don't yeah. need to trust you like with my wife exactly. you know well right. i mean i should i should be able to but yes but <laughs> i know what but, you're saying i know but you're that's yeah. not the there's there's different kinds of trust but we gotta trust and that's dude yeah. it's so cool because the men's group is doing that it's like yeah, hey that, dude i what was the last one it was two a week ago we go mm-hmm. yeah Dude, there were like 50 people there. It yeah. was sick. 60, yeah. but who's counting? Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm so pumped about the men's group, yeah. dude. It's growing. It's pretty cool. I'm glad that you finally started making it. Yeah. I just, dude, not going to lie. I'm going to be that person. I try not to go in the city sometimes. You're a bitch. I know. <laughs> dude, I'm the, I am the, I'm the, I'll be honest, I'm that county person. We're yeah. like county, suburb, born and raised. And then like, for example, my grandma, so she was lieutenant colonel of the city like my whole life. Mm-hmm. So I'm like. City, second command. Dude, Christmas, she's like, you're such a bitch. She's like, why won't you get a place in the city? I'm like, I like the county. It's nice. And she's just like, anything can happen out there, too. And I'm like, all right, you called me out. Like, uh, She knows what you're your doing. Your guys' apartment, though, best view that you could get. Insane. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. That was one of the coolest really places. Do. We got so lucky with that. I mean, I'm just. This location, too, is actually really nice yeah they say that now when i first signed the lease everybody was like what you're gonna put a you're gonna put your coffee shop on wash Ave? are you fucking I mean, crazy Washington avenue is also a really big road so it, it's it like, is a really big know, road yeah, but, yeah yeah i mean and then you got the i forgot the name right next door oh but the biscuit joint yeah, yeah. yeah elliot yeah. yeah we're gonna have elliot on the podcast here soon we got him we got the soccer stadium not far we got slew right up the road it, it, it i'm happy with it you know you guys picked a almost perfect spot yeah, yeah. it works it works it, we're gonna like it. we're gonna keep building yeah, oh, yeah, yeah i know yeah but okay so but why i picked you at this point in time specifically to come on is because uh going back to you know how how really important it is for me to um you know to to, to expose people to a perspective of like gratitude for their health and their body um information that could be useful to them from a health standpoint and how valuable the healthy lifestyle has been to me. I know that this is something that's a pet peeve to you, but I also am, you know, I just, a a guy in prison told me one time, you got to deal with people as they are, not as they should be. Right. And man, that shit helps me so much. You know, like I think you should want to start fresh and fucking take care of your health any day of the year. Anytime somebody says, hey, you're fat, you should get in shape, you should be like, you're right, I'm going to start today. But that's not how people are, and so I've learned to be a little bit better about dealing with people as they are rather than as they should be. And I know that one thing about people is they love a fresh start. And we got New Year right around the corner, Mm -hmm. okay? You know just as well as I do. (laughs) Everybody's got their New Year's resolutions. Everything. Everybody's got their New Year's resolutions, and a lot of a lot of people do. They they decide once and for all that this is going to be the year where they start taking care of their health and they're going to change their habits and stuff. And so I I knew we would brush up on some health and wellness and fitness stuff. And I also wanted you to just kind of, I mean, I want you to also talk a little bit about what you do and and share some share some stuff for people. 
Yeah. Tell me but, why you hate New Year's resolutions, though. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I think a lot of people use it as a way to validate their excuses from the year before. Um, yeah. And also what you're saying, treat every day the same. If I could say anything, it's treat every day the same. Because if you choose a date specifically for, like, changing your life, there are some successful people with it. I'm not knocking that it won't work. Like it some does pe- work. Some people, like, did massive things when they're like, I'm going to start – in a week they yeah. start in a week and then five years later they're still killing it yeah i'm not saying it won't work but everyone said the same thing a year ago yeah they didn't keep the promise to themselves i know that's the thing not everyone you're you're over generalizing yeah <laughs> okay majority but a lot majority, of people yeah we, we see it i know majority. from a health from a yeah. fitness professional's perspective you see the same people do it over exactly over. That, that's what i'm I more know. speaking about it's the exact same people saying the yeah. same thing and this is what we told our clients today because they're already taking action. And then we also, we try to be a little different around New Year's because we don't want to be, oh, here's a sale. Because like to me, when there's all these sales going on for New Year's, it's kind of like kind of taking advantage of people and their weaknesses. Yeah, you're preying like, on people. I understand business. Like I get all of it, but I'm like, I don't want to be that fitness company that does that. So we're going to do a free challenge, free, no cost, prize at the end for two people. Yeah. That's it. Which a lot of people do that too. Um, but yeah, it's just. What's the, the challenge? So it's just four weeks, like compliant. Can you train consistently for four weeks? Can you eat consistently, like properly for four weeks? Yeah. And we're still giving them kind of the one-on-one coaching aspect through it so they can have not just the accountability, but structure. Because most people need structure and accountability. Yeah. That's like more than anything. So is it like, um, is it like, uh, like same workouts or are they choosing their own workouts? So we're like designing it for them. So That's, when they, so you're going to do custom stuff. For yeah. Everybody. But we have like a limited number. So 30. Got so it. it's not like we'd have a hundred people and like we're customizing hundred cause that would take weeks. Yeah. But no, we, we plan it out and we give ourselves like a week before the start date and enrollment closes in the start date. So we have that week to put together everyone's four week programs. Yeah. Like with their issues, whatever's going on, we're not going to have enough time to do like zoom calls with them to That's talk and stuff. Sick, but though. like, we at least want to be like, this is what we're about. So like it, the, and then obviously we give them an opportunity at the end of like, Hey, if you want to sign on with us, yeah, like let's talk. Yeah. But we wanted to give you this for free for four weeks. So you understand like what? one, what we do. And then also like why you should be doing this. Yeah, yeah. Cause if you stick with it for four weeks, you're not going to want to stop, yeah. you know? And, but like the conversation we had with our team today was cause social media, you said is a source of just information yeah. overload, lots of great things. It's, it's a 50, 50 and it's, what you decide to consume too. Mm -hmm. So it's good or bad, 50-50. But it's choosing your hard. I'm sure you've heard this so many times, but it's like, it's hard to stop. It's also hard to start. So you got, what what would you regret not doing, right? Starting. Yeah, it's hard. Do it anyway. I used to to fixate a lot about on, um, I used to say, you know, I'm, how did I used to say it? Like, I want to focus on creating healthy habits, not restrictions. Yeah. So 100%. like rather than telling somebody what not to do, tell them what to do. And yeah. what I found is there's this weird phenomenon that happens with people like when you and, and I always picture them as like a. I don't know, just a vicious cycle that sort of builds and it's really easy to shift the momentum in one direction or another. But when you don't feel good about yourself, you don't treat yourself well. And a lot of people are in this, right? They're stuck in this. This is where yeah. they're at, right? Yeah. Is you don't, you're not confident. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you know, you don't look the way you want to look. You don't feel good when you wake up in the morning and all this exactly, stuff, yeah. right? 
So when you don't feel good about yourself, you don't treat yourself good. So that means like you make bad decisions, you eat bad food, you, you smoke cigarettes, you do whatever you do. 100%. So when you don't feel good, you don't treat yourself good, and then you still don't feel good. So it's like this, it's a, it's this, this cycle that feeds on itself. And if it, what I found was when I could get somebody to adopt one, like just one seemingly silly and insignificant habit, I will never forget my favorite client ever was this woman, Bobby. And Bobby was fit and strong, like an ex-college athlete and all this stuff. But she had this beer belly. Yeah. And she couldn't get rid of it. And she's like, Mark, I want abs. And I'm like, but she was an alcoholic, like like full-blown. And not only was she an alcoholic, but she didn't drink a single liquid, like a non-alcoholic liquid that wasn't Pepsi. Like full sugar, regular. Like she would wake up in the morning. She didn't drink coffee. She would wake up in the morning and grab a Pepsi. Okay, (laughs) so so where I started with Bobby and this is just demonstrates a point I'm trying to make is I told her I'm going to give you this is your task. Like She wanted me to give her a whole nutrition plan to get the abs. Right. Right. I'm like, all right, this is where we're going to start. Before you drink any Pepsi, I need you to drink a full 16 ounce bottle of water. Yeah. So she would. That was the only only homework I gave her uh, related to nutrition. So she would wake up, and she told me, she would wake up and chug the bottle of water so that she could start drinking her Pepsi. (laughs) But she did it. And to her credit, she was compliant. And literally like three months later, she quit drinking Pepsi and only drank water. Mm -hmm. And it was like three months before that, it would have been unfeasible, you know, unimaginable to her that she was going to quit drinking Pepsi. But it started with just one little thing. Right. And... So what I found is that when somebody that doesn't feel good about themselves, when they do something that makes themselves feel a little bit better, that actually is addicting. And when mm-hmm. you feel better, you 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 want to treat yourself a little bit better. That's yeah. why they say if you if you have if your first I think there's science behind this, but if your first meal of the day is like a healthy meal, mm-hmm. you're more likely to eat healthy throughout the rest of the day rather than if your first meal of the day is shitty, you eat like shit the whole rest of the day no matter 100%. what. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, and that also is like such a what you're I'll tap into what you're saying, like behavioral change. Mm-hmm. That's what I think one of the biggest things, mm-hmm. especially with like beginners or intermediates of like people who have gone injured, just fell off track and getting back into whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It is what you're saying, behavioral change habits, because even someone, for example, we have a client, um, I won't name names on this one, but she'll just go to drive throughs all the time, eating food, even if it's Chick-fil-A, but like that adds up over time. And if you're not getting grilled, Chick-fil-A chip, is still fast food, man. I, I, bro, I, I'm going to be the one to say it. Okay. They put a lot of oil into their stuff. You guys should be cautious. <laughs> Seed oils. <laughs> a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They put a lot of stuff in there, but, um, she found comfort in a, doing that because she hates her work environment. And she does not that she doesn't feel safe. She just like, just negative, you know, mm-hmm atmosphere so like one bad moment she'll let turn into a bad day Mm -hmm. which you shouldn't be doing yeah but so like she finds comfort into doing that and i'm like what if how far away is your home okay 15 minutes away you have an hour hour and a half lunch okay what if you drive home you have a dog at home whether it's meal prepping i tell people like clients from st louis i'm like go to fit flavors Mm -hmm. that's you don't have to meal prep everything you need maybe a couple extra dollars more but it's like convenient still good food you didn't have to make it so maybe it feels like you're eating out or something like that too but let's try to find comfort into what you were doing at the drive-thru versus at home maybe take lunch with you and then bring it home so it's kind of that same feeling that kind of stuff but like list goes on drug habits drinking habits smoking habits all that kind of stuff too behavioral change it it starts with that and that's where 
no one is really taught that kind of thing, whether it's school, exactly. school, so much like even finances too, you could, the list goes on like so much of what you're taught in school, like not that you're not going to use it's it. Just it's just useless. You're not taught everyday things. Yeah. Most of the time. Well, yeah. Not, you're not taught practical things. Like right. you're taught information that may yeah. potentially be valuable, but it's not very practical for everyday life. Exactly. But it, it, in addition to the point you're making, which is like, yeah, the greater focus should be behavior change, not like fitness improvement, um, is the, what, the point I was trying to demonstrate is that sometimes the behavior change actually starts really small. And I think coming, you know, especially like, again, by the time people hear this, it's going to be January 3rd. So this will come out. It already been New Year's. People are already getting going. And a lot of people have. I think a lot of people try to make really drastic changes right out of the gate and they yeah. don't realize that something as simple as like starting the day with 16 ounces of water is, is, is the one habit that really could lead to your entire overhaul of your whole lifestyle. Do you know what I mean? hundred percent. That's like what I was mentioning earlier too, with like the accountability and structure. So like if you're naming everything you're supposed to be working on performance or training, um, eating properly, whether you're tracking calories or not, or just making a conscious effort to change your eating habits, those two things, mindset work, um, steps each day, water each day, supplements that you should be taking, sleep, all this stuff. Like it's a lot. It's for, a lot. It's a, it's very overwhelming to the average person. Yeah. They're going to be like, holy shit. I have like 20 things I need to do on top of work and everything else they have going on in their life. So then that's how we usually break it down. New Year's like, we are like, okay, here's all the things you need to focus down on. Here's the umbrella structure accountability we will give you the structure for all this stuff we're going to hold you accountable to it and hold us accountable keep asking questions like yeah. be coachable like this is how you learn too and whenever you dumb it down into those two subcategories it makes life so much easier on them because it's like okay my team or my trainer my coach has got the structure down and they're going to hold me accountable all i have to do is do it now all i have to I do is show up show yeah. up yeah but that's still hard if they're not used to it too it's yeah. still choosing and for some people, a complete lifestyle change. Because yeah. a lot of people are like the complete opposite spectrum where they're like McDonald's three times a day, what whatever it is. So yeah, yeah it dumbing it down usually makes it a lot easier for yeah. for New Year's for sure. Are you a bigger fan of subtraction or addition? Like when somebody like let's say let's say somebody's not gonna reach out to like professional, right? Mm -hmm. And they're cause you you know just as well as I do, I think by the time people reach out to you or any fitness professional, they've already tried it themselves and failed at least three times, you know? Yeah. And that's, I used to just take that for granted. Like, okay. Mm -hmm. In fact, that's, that's why I think that by the time people get to fitness professionals or people like me, almost all of my clients ever, when they came to me, they were drastically under eating. That to me is an indication that they just saw something on the internet or they just kind of logically deduced what might be the best thing to do. And they yeah. started starving themselves. Right. And so, I just want to take it for granted. Most people listening to this podcast for sure are probably going to try something on their own first. So like when, you, when they're thinking about the changes they're going to implement, are you a bigger fan of like looking at what they're doing right now and focusing on, t on stopping certain things and taking away or looking at what they're doing right now and inserting some things and maybe potentially taking the place of what, what, what do you yeah. think? So it really depends on the person. It really depends on the person's situation, which I know that's the correct way to say it. Mm -hmm. Most times, it's yeah, it really, depends. Most majority of the time, it really is addition because what yeah. you're saying, under eating, that's like one of the biggest problems, especially with like weight loss, fat loss, 
that hundred percent basic, big important. Group and it's so ironic that, that most people that want to lose weight need to eat more. That's because they're taught. I know restriction. I know. Lose weight, eat less. Lose weight, eat less. Lose weight, eat less. Go run twenty miles a week or something. Which like running's not bad. Any of that kind yeah, of stuff. But hey. lots of mess with stuff. But like, hey, not everybody can run twenty miles a week. <coughs> I was, I, hey, I was crippled. Let's chill. <laughs> I'm just yeah. No, I'm a I'm a recovering bum. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lingering issue with my Achilles. <laughs> not fun. Um, but yeah, most people do need to eat more, and whether it's a reverse diet or just like not even tracking because some people that are even eating and restricting a lot from themselves they've been like logging food on my fitness pal for probably a year two years straight even though they're making no progress so we're literally like let's have a diet break just don't like i know this kind of sounds mean but we literally just tell them not in a rude way like what's not don't eat like a jackass like treat yourself right spend a little extra on healthy food whatever you need to do just try to eat right for two weeks don't track anything yeah because most of the time they're probably going to eat a little more nothing crazy more because when you eat healthy it's more volume anyway so it's more satiating when they drink water more satiating so it takes out that feeling or even craving for a diet coke a coke whatever it is or mcdonald's fries or something like that and then whenever you start telling them okay let's put some electrolytes in the morning drink some salt with water or electrolyte powder, liquid IV, like whatever it is. And then they have that salt craving out of the way or things like that. Ooh, you know, it's you're yeah. throwing some real gems out yeah, here right just now. Like li- those little things can go a long way. And then that helps you break habits. Cause you're like, I want it, but I don't feel like I need it versus like yes. craving. And Dude, that's kind of that switch that you need to make uh, th- mindset wise. I-, I love that. And I wholeheartedly agree. Like that's kind of what I was implying earlier when I was like, I want to focus on creating healthy habits, not restrictions is I want to focus on what are we going to do? I'm not going to tell you to not do anything because if we actually, if we can just get in the habit of doing the right things, the wrong things actually just fall to the wayside as a byproduct of the process. Like what you just highlighted is a perfect example is hitting electrolytes in the morning It'll 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 keep you from cra- having that craving for something salty at lunch. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, or just like starting your day. Too people don't know those tricks. Yeah, and like some people have a massive sweet tooth in the morning with yeah. coffee, which like, dude, I drink coffee every morning too. But that's because almond coffee. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Indonesian roast out now live. Um, <laughs> subscribe. Subscribe. Uh, <laughs> subscribe. Get it delivered every month. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like those little things, and like that tackles some of the hydration later. Yes. So if you're doing a harder workout later or anything like that. Obviously you should know how much electrolytes you need and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But like, that's a good start. That's better than what you were doing before. Yeah. Even if you don't know, right. you can be safe that like an electrolyte product, like, um, like first form has a hydration sticks. What mm-hmm. ProMix has what? Yeah, they have that. They're, they, they're different. Like they do multivitamins where it's like bone marrow, um, bovine liver capsules but they have electrolytes and that kind of stuff Got too. It. yeah well even something that you can find in, a, in any store is a liquid iv yeah um that's a good product for electrolytes but but so yeah man dude people hear, I'll, I'll people hear these form too like, people hear these words of yeah. like electrolytes and but 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 okay another a couple other another thing that you just um highlighted that i want to highlight for like the people that are uh, less educated on the topic though is you highlighted how Healthy food is more satiating. Mm-hmm. And this is like something that's so, it's so powerful because if you stop worrying about how many calories you're eating, you stop tracking your food, because this is the thing. I, I had the most success as a nutrition coach, honestly, 
with people who didn't track their food. I would say, hey, yeah. I want you to eat X number of meals per day. And we would just teach them how to structure their meals mm -hmm. rather than counting their calories. So I'd say, okay, if it was a woman, I would say, I want you to have anywhere from 25 to 35 grams of complete protein. Yeah. After that, you just add in your, your carbs and your fats. And so we would teach them in that way. Um, and for men, it would be, um, or excuse me, it would be 20 to 30 for women, 25 to 35 for men. And we would just do X number of meals per day at right. that frequency. Yeah. And that worked really well for people because w what they would, what they realize is, okay, honestly, like almost a hundred percent of my clients would come and be like, this is just feels like so much food. And it's like, dude, you were eating 4,000 calories a day before and yeah. now you're eating 2000. Don't tell me that it feels yeah. like a lot. No, it, it is true. <laughs> yeah. Or it's the client where they were under eating so much that yes. they're literally yes. not used to consuming that. And then you have to slowly even work up to maintenance, which that's frustrating for a lot of people too, because we're in a convenience world. So it's like, I want to see results in two to three weeks. You can, even if you just yeah control your habits a little bit you could probably see a lot of progress in mm -hmm. three weeks probably could yeah some people lose weight super fast some people have to literally wait a period of time to lose weight like everyone's body responds differently to things too different yeah. protocols all that kind of stuff but yeah i mean habit change is just probably one of the one of the biggest things it especially is. for new year's too it is you got to treat every day the same even if you're starting on january 1st that's fine because you're at least contemplating action good first step when January 1st hits, keep the promise, and then every other day, make it a January 1st. Yeah. Or at least something to where you can make up a game in your head to where it's like, I have to do this every day until it gets to a point where you're just like, this is my lifestyle now. Yeah. I want to be healthy. It's hard to be healthy. It's also hard to not be healthy, too, because yeah. guess what? You're spending money on shit things, and it's also it's hard to consume good content. It's hard to consume shit content. Yeah. Like it's the same thing. Well, people, people do say like, Oh, well it's so expensive to eat healthy. And it's like, yeah, but how much is your health insurance? How much is your, your health, your medical, medical bills. bills? How much, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's expensive too. You're just delaying the expense yeah. and it's going to hit you. Or how many times are you going out to, I don't even know, fast studies. <laughs> like what's fast studies? It's like <sighs> bar and grill, maybe Illinois. Really? Missouri. I, I just know a lot of people go there all the time. And Got I'm just, it. Or Bar Louie or something. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, how many times are you going yeah, out? Yeah, or getting drinks. and Yeah. yeah that stuff's expensive, too. Yeah. How yeah. many times are you going to Top Golf and getting buckets of cores? Like, I know. You know, right now, up. right now, yeah. I'm, on a, I'm on a completely sober. Um, no weed? No weed. No weed. No no weed, no alcohol, no, no nothing. I mean, I like other shit, your, too. Like, your sleep's going to be um, good. Yeah, well, it's gotten better. Yeah. Um, and not even any cigars. So my, really? okay. yeah, so I'm going completely yeah. sober for a year. Cigars are celebratory only. Makes um, sense. and yeah. I, and I'm just, I'm, I'm interested. I've, I'm like, I think a month in close to a month in now, but, um, yeah, I've, I've never, I've never been, I haven't been sober for a whole year since I was like 15 years old. So, okay. so it's been, yeah. it's been a long time. Yeah. So, so I'm like, it'll be worth it. Though. I'm really excited yeah. about it. Yeah. My buddy, Jack, the guy who produces the show, he was the one that was like, he just did a year of no drinking. And he was like, dude, it, it been, it, there's so, it, it's so much better than you even think it would be yeah. to, to do that. Yeah. Um, so he inspired me to, to want to do it. And then on my birthday, my birthday was the beginning of January yep. or excuse me, beginning of December. 30 my, now? 30? Huh? I'm 31 now. 31. I'm old You're man, old, bro. I'm bro. old man. Old. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. But 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 to your point though, yeah. I've been saving so much damn money. Yeah. I've been saving yeah. so much damn money because I don't drink. I don't buy the cocktails when I go. It was like when Grace and I would go out 
to eat, like, of course I'm starting with a cocktail. Like, what do you, what do you Easy mean? $30 you, a night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, th- and then a cigar. Mm-hmm. I was, I was getting bad with cigars. I was smoking a cigar almost Dude, every night. There's something about it. Like, I even have asthma, so I have no business in this. <laughs> it, it's still like my asthma. Like, the culture it's, it's around cigars is so good. Dude, literally. It's so that's good. That's what it is. Like, I'm we're like, sitting there. I'll hold it. I don't even care about smoking it. I just like this. It's a nice, like, super relaxed feeling. I Got know. Got a little fat. Yeah, you know. I know. It, it's cool, but it's also like you can still. My thing is like you can still go hang out. Like, that's like concerts, right, where everyone's like, you got to be, like, blacked out to have a good time. I'm like, no, I'll go sober. Like, I saw Lenium sober. Fire still. It was still sick. It was still yeah. sick, you know? Like, it was it was a good time. Speaking of, Zed's Dead is in St. Louis here. Really? Like, two, tomorrow? Yeah. So. I will not be making I will that. not be. <laughs> I will not be there. That's <laughs> funny. Um, no, it's just, yeah, that, that's another thing, too, because alcohol is also a huge tradition thing. I know. Huge history behind it with families, environments, villages, cities, gatherings, like, whatever you're a part of or maybe not even a part of. It's just, like, it's such a collective thing it's not even about drinking it's about the such a big part of our culture it, which know. is cool like it is cool but at the same time a lot of people fall victim to like i have to do this yeah it's really difficult one of the hardest parts of the process of like changing your life even if we're just talking something as simple as uh, a weight loss journey like mm-hmm. you're 40 pounds overweight right now let's just say and you really want to lose that 40 pounds like you want to you want to get to the best shape you've ever been in the, the hardest part that you might not even think about right now is a period that i call social isolation that happens when you because more than likely in order to make a drastic lifestyle change you're going to have to shake up your friend group or at bare minimum you're going to have to change the way you socialize like that's it at bare minimum yeah. you can you can still keep the same friends but you might just have to do different stuff with them. Like me and my buddy Patrick is my great friend, but we used to smoke a cigar together every day. As soon as I quit smoking cigars, I told Patrick, hey, bro, yeah. we're going to have to figure out you, you're going to have to get a gym membership or something because I still want to hang out with you. Yeah. But I'm not going to the cigar lounge right. every day. Right. Yeah. So but I've been through this. And so it was easy for me to do that. These people that are about to commit to this new lifestyle in January. They're going to figure that's going to be the hardest part, because what happens is you're used to going to the bar with your buddies or you're used to going out with your significant other, you know, one or two nights a week, or you're used to going here. And when you, when, when you commit, you're, you're going to either go there and be peer pressured in order to go back to the old habits, or you're not going to go and you're going to feel like you're missing out. Yeah. And, and that leads, I mean, that's, in my opinion, that's the safer route. You should do that. Okay. You should just not go change the things that you do do at least in the beginning until you have like some conviction and some resolve and you know that you're committed to your path because Mm -hmm. if you just put your constantly put yourself back into the situations that you always were in where everybody's drinking or everybody's eating like shit or whatever it is you're gonna end up doing the same thing it's like me i try to quit smoking weed a million times and then i hang out with my with my stoner friends and it's like it's hard yeah it's really difficult if you just have a stressful day like i mean i even stopped taking edibles recently as well like i didn't smoke as much anymore but edibles was just kind of the thing Mm -hmm. it was just to sleep at night just because like i'm work all the time because i i choose to it's not like i have to Yeah, yeah yeah but um yeah i just started noticing more and more like okay my sleep quality is kind of going down i'm yeah. sponsored with whoop so like i look at their like my analytics daily and i'm just like okay comparing the nights that 
I'll take like a 10 or 15 milligram edible versus love that cured nutrition, serenity gummy, shout out Joseph and cured. Great company. Great both company. With them. <laughs> yeah. I took some company. rise capsules Dude, before I started so this. many more people on the cured wagon. I'm like, guys, like this is legit. I like, know. Legit. Stuff. I love the rise caps. I tell people they're yeah. like, they're like natural Adderalls. They like, but, um, my sleep just noticeably better. Stop yeah. doing that. And I'm just like, okay, maybe an edible isn't worth anymore. And serenity gummies like, for example, gives you a relaxing feeling, mm-hmm. no high, your sleep is quality. Yes. yes. And better. And actually better. hundred percent. You knock yeah. out. But, but this period, right? So, okay. You're, you have, you're going to have to choose between doing the same things and putting yourself in a position where you're constantly being peer pressured or feeling the pressure to conform because the social pressure to conform to what everybody's doing around you is a real thing. There's actual science behind this. Like, it's not like you're weak, which there's a little bit of that. You're being weak as fuck. But, but generally speaking, humans have a natural propensity to conform to what is going on around them. All right. And so you're, you probably shouldn't do that if you're serious about changing your life, right. And adopting a healthier lifestyle. So the other, the other option is, you know, you're going to have to, you know, just, uh, um, remove yourself temporarily from those situations and you're going to feel really, really lonely. And that part of the process, it actually is, is it's very, very, it's, it's nearly unbearable. Like, I think that humans have a, we, we've, we need we're social beings like we we need that we need yeah. our people and for me changing my life that was the hardest part was you know just there was this period where like my old friends really like weren't my friends anymore and i like hadn't met my new friends yet right or for people that aren't going to change friend groups but just rather need to change the way you socialize there's going to be this period where like me and patrick right now like we're not hanging out as much as we used to even though i love them we're not hanging out as much as we used to because he, you know, because I, I just haven't figured out how we're going right. to, what our, what our new relationship yeah, looks like. Exactly. And that part is hard because is. if you, if you, if you don't know to expect that, then in this time you're going to be like, like me, I could really easily be like, well, I don't want to lose my friendship with Patrick. Right. So like, fuck it, I'm just going to go down once a week instead of every day. Exactly. Now I'm compromising on the commitment that I made, you know, and then before I know it, I'm going to be back doing the same thing again. Yeah. So I've seen that personally, and I'm sure you've seen it hundreds of times. Oh, yeah. Yep. And so I wanted to, like, kind of throw that out there. What's another really easy booby trap that people can fall into, like, as they get into this? I think there's a couple of things to piggyback off what you yeah. said. Yeah, do it. Be comfortable with saying no. I say no more than I say yes. And it's not like, oh, I'm not saying, it's like, I'm not saying no to opportunities. Obviously, I'm saying yes to some opportunities, but like, start saying no more. It's, I think a lot of people are maybe yes men. Yeah. Or even when they're in a public setting and say they're at a bar holding a liquid death, which for people that don't know that, it's a company that it's just water and it's supposed to look like a beer can to make people who aren't drinking, you know, comfortable holding something, which is a cool concept. But like, I think a lot of people in those situations, they feel like they have to apologize to their friends or something. So just saying, Jake, do you want to drink? Nah, sorry, man. It's like, why the, why the fuck would you say sorry? Just be like, no, I'm not drinking. Yeah. And then start kind of say it once, say it again, say it again. And then it's natural. Like, yeah, don't sugarcoat around changing yourself too. And the friend thing too. I mean, dude, that's a, that's a true one. I got very blessed with my friends because a lot of them were working like basic nine to fives. So my group, I have two very close inner circle groups besides family. One is from high school. Another one are two teammates and one of their wives from college. That I played lacrosse with. So those are dudes that like we went to war 
every day. Yeah. And that kind of thing. We, They're real friends. Yeah. And then the ones from high school are like day ones. Yeah. And then all of them are working nine to fives, high school group, a lot of them outside of St. Louis, Chicago, different cities. Even with like, I'm, I don't even know what to classify myself, pro-American, um, like conservative, <laughs> moderate, whatever. Yeah. Some of them are democratic and they like, we can have civil conversations and that kind of stuff. Yeah. They drink a lot. Um, my friend group from college, they like to smoke a lot. I like to smoke with them sometimes too. But they've also seen me go from, you know, just normal person to businessman, fitness professional, all this different stuff. And they treated me the same. So I got so blessed with that because yeah. most times you will not have Yeah, that. when you change, your people get either bitter or they, yeah. Or if you get, like, any kind of different money or anything like that, they'll treat you differently, oh, yeah. ask for things. Oh, yeah. I've had some. I've had people ask me for stuff, and I'm like, like, if I'm helping anyone first, it's family and that yeah. kind of thing. But yeah. that that's something where a lot of people will deal with losing friends and stuff, but understand that they also, they don't understand. Yeah. They don't get it because they're not choosing to do what you're doing. So also don't be like super pissed off at them. Also understand that they don't, they're ignorant to it. They don't understand why you're doing this. And they're like, why the hell would they be doing this? What changed? Well, them? you know what? It's like a 50, 50. You know how I feel? Those people are not your friends. Like no, here's the deal. They're if not. you're trying to yeah. lose weight, or you're trying to improve your health, or if you're trying to adopt a healthier lifestyle, or if you're trying to just feel better every day when you operate as a human being or as an adult in America, right? You want to wake up and feel confident, and you want to wake up and be excited about your day. Like, here's yeah. the deal. I know we're talking about kind of the health and fitness and the um, you know healthy lifestyle, but like these things are inextricably tied together. If you start focusing on adopting healthier habits, you will have a much better outlook on life. Like you will, oh, you, you will be more confident. You'll yeah. be more excited. You're, you'll be more grateful. you all these things. They're, they're, they're tied together. Your physical health and mental health are inextricably tied. But yeah. if somebody's like, Oh, you're on your little diet, right? Oh, I, sorry. Yeah. I forgot. You're on yeah. your little diet. You're not drinking anymore. Dude, fuck that person. Like yeah. for real, that, that gets me so mad. And fortunately, a lot of the people who listen to this podcast are members of the Omen community. And one thing I take a lot of pride in is like, I know that when you're, I know there's like a famous quote that's like, when you want somebody to adopt a new habit or behavior, the best way to do it is to put them in an environment where the, where that habit or behavior is the normal acceptable thing to take do. Take them to the gym. Yo, for no. real. But yeah. I think our community here, though, generally speaking, like I've had people like other business owners mm -hmm. like Elliot, Elliot would be like, oh, yeah, your people, don't, your people, your people won't eat my my biscuits because they're all healthy people. Yeah, over we'll, there. we'll just work out harder. Yeah. Later. <laughs> no, no, I'm like, fuck that. Give me a give yeah. me a goat. Yeah. Yeah. But but for real, I've had other people and I don't even notice it because mm -hmm. it's just. It's just my, you know, this is my people, but yeah. I don't even notice it. But people from the outside looking in are like, man, those, that's where all the healthy people go. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, that's so cool. And you, it's like, I mean, energy feeds, right? So like when yeah. you, every time I've, I know the last recent times I've been in here, I'm kind of like heads down on my computer. Yeah. But it's just like a energy that you kind of feel when you walk in here. Yeah. Not being cheesy, but it's just because like everyone is doing something productive. Doing and yeah. even if they're chilling, they're still talking about productive things. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, we you don't, know. We don't talk know. about the weather in here or the, the Kardashians. We don't talk about, we don't talk and about that. If you that don't, enough. everyone's going to, if you do, everyone's going to stare at you and be like, be like, who is Starbucks that? is off Jefferson. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
but uh yeah yeah i mean yeah be comfortable saying no understand that you will probably outgrow people yeah at the same time like yes most of them aren't your friends um sometimes they come around later and they're like damn dude like sorry i was being such a dick i understand now or maybe they ended up making change for themselves and they're like i treated you poorly yeah but also understand that they don't know or understand why yeah and don't try well, they to, don't see the value in it exactly and yeah. don't try to convince them don't necessarily apologize and stuff but yeah you do find out who your true friends are i mean even with business too like i mean i found out who my true friends are like i thought everyone on my team i was home homies with like 40 dudes you play with every year yeah and then two of them made it out and like i have some that i still talk to and like we're cool we're just not tight but like there were some just being like, he's going to be an influencer now. I'm like, no, that's like the last thing I want to be. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, just online. I'm that just doesn't make to help me an people. influencer. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you, I mean, I'm sure with business too, you understood. You're just like, oh, right, some people are fucking. Oh, bro. Yeah. Some, people, some yeah. people hate it. Yeah. yeah they're, <laughs> some they're, people hate it. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's just understand that most people won't understand because you're taking the harder <laughs> path that they're not doing. And also when people treat you poorly, sometimes it's an insecurity showing or they're like, I wish I could do that, but I have no discipline to do it. Yeah. Or I tried and failed. Why are you doing well, this? Well, see, that's something that I think is worth talking about because what I experienced was if, if you can, and I know this for certain, so I, I would say it, 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 um, it applies to you as well. If you can endure that period, that hard period of social isolation where you know, you're just a little bit distanced from your friends and you're not really sure what, you know, that looks like. And you're like, man, I'm sacrificing my whole social life. Some people tell themselves the sob story and whatever. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> if you can endure that period of social isolation, on the other side of that, what you're saying, it, those same people come back. Because when I did, when I was trying to change my life in prison, which is one of the most negative, toxic environments that you yeah. can, and also the social pressure to conform to that lifestyle is so strong in there. Because in there, it's cool to be a gangster. It's right. cool to be yeah. violent and disrespectful and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. All the stuff I wasn't. And yeah. so when I was, I was the fucking clown. I was the nerd. I was the square. I was the guy that was yeah. just whatever. And so it was so hard to go against the grain. But I like as I as I became more and more convicted and as I, st I stood the path and eventually people realized that like they couldn't get to me. What started happening is guys would literally come up to me in private and be like, hey, man, I want to change my life, too. You know, can you show me how like where, where do I you got start? a whole lot of DMs with that kind of bro energy. Yeah, for, for real. That's so true. so these people that we're talking to right now yeah. on a lifestyle change or weight loss change or quitting drinking or whatever. Eventually, what what you're saying is they don't understand they don't see the value in it. They may be intimidated and just, they know they can't do it. They've tried to do it. Right. They thought about it. They tried to do it. They can't yeah. do it. And so they're like, you know, they're not going to do it either because they don't think that you're any stronger than they are. Or they've been told that they can't. Or they've been told, yeah. yep. So when you do it, this is one of the most, so people ask me all the time, like, well, I used to get asked all the time. I don't get asked anymore, which is like, hmm, that's interesting. Maybe because I don't talk about my story enough. But somebody asked yeah. me one time and it really stood out to me. How, where did you, how did you have the audacity to think that you could just come home from prison and like just do some of this stuff, like you build a business or whatever, yeah. right? And I told them like, for me, cause I didn't have anybody in my life that showed me that I could do that. Mm. But for me, one of the most powerful things that I ever did was I started reading biographies. And when I started reading biographies, 
when you when you read a biography start to finish of somebody's life that was exceptional somebody who like single-handedly influenced the world okay like like steve jobs or fucking benjamin franklin or right you any number of people even nelson mandela adolf hitler like these people that had huge impacts on the world when you read the biography you can't read about their life without going through the first part of it and almost yep. invariably when you read about the first part of somebody's life you're forced to realize that this is just a regular person Exactly. Like this is just a regular person 100%. that literally single-handedly impacted the world. Yeah. And and for me, that inspired me so much when I was sitting in prison thinking, how am I ever going to make something of myself? Mm. Well, I'm reading Nelson Mandela spent 25 years in prison and yeah. this motherfucker came home and became the president. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. Or yeah, I could give you any number of yeah. examples right now. Steve Jobs was just like me as a, as a teenager doing, LS, doing LSD yeah. and fucking, you know, just wanting to live a, a, a chill life. And yeah. then he... so. When you realize that, so when you endure that period of social isolation and you come out on the other end and people see that you, you made it, you made it. This is your new life now. Oh, 100%. They're inspired because you're the person that showed them that yeah. like a regular mother, because they know you, they know there's nothing special about you. Yeah. They know you already. So when you show them, they're like, wow, a regular, anybody can do this. This motherfucker ain't special. That's yeah. what, that's why I try to tell people too. Cause like I still get imposter syndrome all the time, yeah. not like posting stuff, but like calling myself a fitness professional makes you feel weird. It makes me feel weird. I Cause I think of like Lane Norton, P Peter, Atia, like all these Lane's a savage dogs, right. Dog. That were, <laughs> yeah. they're here and I'm literally like below the floor. Like yeah. that's how far apart we are. But like, obviously <laughs> there's levels to that shit, right? Like even being yeah. a professional, there's levels to it. Huberman. Like that, yeah. Yeah. I'm, nowhere near him <laughs> at all <laughs> give me like 40 years yeah but uh like even saying that i get imposter syndrome so like i think a lot of people deal with that too where they're going to the gym they feel like an imposter where you're gonna see them walk around the machines and that kind of stuff this time of year and then either walk out or stretch for five minutes walk out yeah. go to elliptical go on that for five minutes walk for five minutes leave yeah you're gonna be seeing a lot of that and like that's all also the thing for this year too like not that hopefully no one would but like be nice to people even though yeah. in the gym, like me I hate the gyms being packed, but at the same time, I don't hate it because these are people trying to make an effort to get better, they're trying to get even better. though they're lost. Yeah. Yeah. And then also for the trainers and coaches listening, don't pressure people in the gym. Like if you see someone lost, don't just necessarily go up to them because that might stress them out more. Yeah. You know? It definitely that will. Because what you do when you give them advice is you tell them that what they were doing looked, wrong. looked dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it and makes the, them self-conscious. And they know that, like, you're watching them. Which yeah. they don't want that. Yeah. 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 So there, there's also that. But, yeah, I mean. Find a buddy to go with. Like, if you're just starting, like, find a buddy that goes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just find somebody. And that there's a lot of gyms in St. Louis specifically now, too. Oh, yeah. There's a lot more. So, like, there's a lot more options and yeah. that kind of stuff as well. So, you could literally find almost every gym that you could want to be a part of. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, um, what gym do you work out at? Right now, Club Fitness. I'm going to get what? a membership at Lyft. What the? Well, I was at yeah. – All right, so – you, no. you just lost all your credibility. Chill. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was, at, I was at Lifetime Forever, and then I quit because I'm like – I hate – I just hate how crammed it is there. Yeah. And then I'm joining Project Power and Lyft. Project Power is a really nice yeah, gym. Yeah, And Bart's pretty cool. I, yeah, I, they're um, sick. I love what he's doing up there. And then Lyft, uh, Eric is a stud. That that might be my favorite gym. I love yeah. Lyft, and I love Eric. In fact, we have a um, – dude, I don't know if I told you. Man, we have a wellness event that we're doing here. Um, did I tell you? Did I tell you about this? 
If you did, I forgot. Yeah, we have a wellness event that we're doing here on January 20th. Okay. Um, and the whole premise of the event, I invited a number of different special, like I got hormone specialists. I got Rocco oh, and, cool. and okay. then coming from New Age. Yeah, yeah. I got um, a couple different like boutique fitness. So True Fusion F45. I've got personal trainers. I've got nutrition coaches. I got the S2, oh, S2 nice. guys. I got estheticians. Yeah. I've got that's anything sick. that anything that that you could possibly need from a health and wellness related uh, i've got experts that are going to be here and the whole premise of the event is it's going to be january 20th on purpose so we're three weeks into the new year right if you're if you're not making the progress that you had hoped to make so far towards yeah. your goal then the whole then you should be able to come here you know grab a coffee whatever go upstairs where the where this will be situated and you will have access to people who are willing to help you for free right on that day yeah. and be like you get, if you if you need a nutrition plan if you need a, a, a workout program yeah. if you need to talk to a hormone specialist cuz you got PCOS or what, whatever right. You'll be able to ask some questions cool. and yeah. get answers and then hopefully leave here equipped with That's what dope. you need. No one else is doing that. But I'll tell you that. The reason why I thought yeah. of it is because um, Eric will be here. Lift. Oh, yeah. He, I might have. I don't know if I met him at a men's group. I'm not sure. Eric? I met someone with Lift. No, you met Andrew. Andrew's yeah. like his head trainer. But okay. but yeah, yeah. Um, but Eric, you would have met him here yeah. if you met him. But he's the owner. Yeah, he's John Luke was the one that showed me. John Luke is a stud, dude. I was dude. like, I was like, this gym is sick. And he's like, just wait till what's next. I'm like, I'll be a member. I'll be yeah, a member. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I know Fit City's expanding in Mid Rivers, and that's that's actually funny because that spot, like, I can't afford it right now because that's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but I one night, so like, what I was doing, I never really tell anyone, but like once a week for the last like i saw you you didn't tell me but i saw you you would like creep out at night and take pictures of places i would go to lots where you could buy lease rent whatever yeah and i would just like take a picture and like print it out and draw like what i want yeah and then i'd like find out spots and it's actually really funny because the one i really wanted was the new fit city location I know. and i'm not taking that as a negative thing i'm taking that as like you had the right intention. You had the right idea. Yeah. And like, because somebody who's really successful and experienced yeah. in that space saw the same potential that you did. Exactly. And like, I'm not going to open a gym this year. Like I would love to, but I'm taking my time with it because like a lot goes into it. I would love to have zero business loans whatsoever. Yeah. That's like the dream. So yeah. that's obviously what I'm doing. And like a good facility costs like over 500. Oh. It, yeah. It's a lot, a lot of money Um, just to open. Yeah. And then, so like, that's why I'm taking time with stuff. But like, just seeing again what the fitness community is doing here is just it's sick most of our clients that we onboard and stuff too i'm like dude a lot of what we do you could really find on google if you wanted to 100 percent. we're chat gbt i'm like dude like even whoop now dude they have ai bot that you can talk to where you're like i want to accomplish this here are my issues imbalances like whatever's going on boom yeah so it's like you that's could, crazy you don't need like anything but at the same time like i'm no. not AI, ai like i don't really agree with i'm like it can mess yeah, but, up a but, lot, but but also I think the 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 thing. See, I I determined this a long time ago, even before AI was was big. Is that people don't come to you? I used to tell my clients, I don't have any special workouts. I don't have no special diet. Literally, I'm going. You know what I'm a believer in? The fundamentals. Fundamentals are the fundamentals and for facts. a reason. And yes. Facts. Okay. Yep. And so, what you're coming to me for? Let's just be clear. Is that a lot of people? are more likely to show up for someone else than they are for themselves. Right. So you pay me money mm. so that I hold you accountable. 
That's what you're paying me money for. Because yeah. you can get this workout online and you can get this diet online. There's so many free resources out there. You, you can, can find anything. You can get dude. fire workout programs for yeah. free. You can get exceptional diets for free, okay, mm -hmm. or, or nutrition advice for free. But what you're paying a professional like you or anybody else for is that you're going to check on them and be like, hey, did you do that today? And, and unfortunately, it's just weird. Again, going back to you got to deal with people as they are, not as they should be. When you understand this concept, you understand how valuable what you do is, mm -hmm. is it, the most valuable thing you can do is at the end of the day, send somebody a text and be like, yo, did you do that? You know what I mean? Because yeah. because if it's just them, we're so easy at letting ourselves off the hook. Yeah, but when they know things quick and when they know somebody's counting on them to do it, mm -hmm. like it's not even about the money. It's not even about the money. It's yeah. about having to tell you yeah. that they didn't do it. Yeah. That's the thing that they're afraid of. Yeah. And so I think that's so interesting. That's why things like chat GBT diets and it's, whoops. It's weird. It's cool. Yeah. No, it's cool. And if you're the type so of weird. person that can hold yourself accountable, then maybe that's an option for you. But most people are literally not that way. They yeah. need somebody and else. AI isn't also foolproof and they, yeah, it's not it, foolproof. Yeah. It's a, but the, there's a, there's the an argument that could be made that that's a, that's, you know, kind of like program. Well, it's, 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 it's propagating our own, like uh, demise in a, in a sense because oh, like, it's freaky if yeah. we keep on if we keep That's using scary. ai for things that humans traditionally do what is it this is this is i have this is a blessing and a curse for me i have a brain that always thinks of the inevitability like i think how scalable is this so that's if, a good thing though if we, it, it is a blessing yeah. most times it's also a curse because like sometimes i just whatever but i make a big deal i understand of, what you're saying i yeah. make a big deal of things that mm. other people around me like grace would be like mark it's not that serious and i I'm, do that every day but i'm like yeah. no it is that serious yeah. because if everybody did this this is what would happen yeah. and she's like but everybody's not doing it i'm like but they're going to you know? exactly dude that, <laughs> that's my thing too which like i won't go down this rabbit hole because that's a whole other podcast but like dude even like political stuff the legal immigrant crisis all this stuff like obviously we pay attention to it and speak up all the time because like that's yeah. just who we are we're like yeah. yo waking up is not enough we need to be productive about this but like yeah. that's another thing i try to do too is not watch the news as much because most of it is just fear-mongering anyway yeah. and then also like negative energy is just like yeah it's lingers well, Linger. it consumes you. So yeah. I don't know if you've noticed, actually, because you were like, we speak up about it. But I don't know if you've noticed. But You I, haven't recently. I actually have made a commitment yeah. to myself that I'm not going to do it on, on the Internet anymore. And it's not because, you know, I don't you, – everybody that knows me knows I don't give a fuck about peer pressure. I don't give a fuck what you think. Right, yeah. I, I, that's not why. It's because – some people in my life have really inspired me with the way that they go about doing that. One, there's something to be said about just being the example. Like, and I do think that's powerful. One of my, fav my favorite quotes, and it's probably my favorite quote, is your job isn't to save them. It's to be the example and show them how you saved yourself. Okay, so that's something that I really want to commit to, and, I, and this is like a 2024 thing for me. Like, yeah, I yeah. know, I know you don't make New Year's resolutions, but I, but I no, make commitments. I, I do. <laughs> They're just not necessarily like health fitness stuff. It's more of like for for me, it's kind of the same thing. Mindset where it's like, stuff. I'll still post some things if I'm like, this is a problem. Mm -hmm. They're not reporting it. Well, well the, you guys go, but I need to start not maybe talking as much shit. Well, well, the <laughs> other thing, that's my thing. The yeah. other thing for me is like, there's people here in this community that. And I've, I've thought a lot about this, that they literally think that they're not welcome here. 
because what I say or yeah. post or whatever online is twisted in a way that and then and then regurgitated by somebody else out of yeah. context to make it you know and and now there's literally thousands of people in St. Louis that will not come here that their life would you know my whole my whole mission here like my, my co if you ask my employees what is our what is our mission what are, what are we trying to do they will say it the exact same way I do because it's right. something that we take seriously it's we want to build a culture that enriches people's lives. Like every concept that we come up with, whether it's the men's group, the women's group, the run group, the free workouts we have coming, the wellness uh, event, the Omen socials, the whole, the only question that we ask when we, when we're considering, should we do this or not is if people buy into this concept, will their life be better because of it? Right. right. So yeah. I genuinely believe that even the people that don't have the same thoughts, feelings, beliefs that I do, if they come here, your life will be better because if you buy into oh, this yeah, concept sure. of community, if you start living a healthy lifestyle, if you show up to the run group, if you come to the men's group and the women's group, your life will be better because of it in yeah. ways that you can't even imagine. And so it does bother me if because I also another thing I think about is like I'm trying to build an actually inclusive community, like not not what these not people a say. DEI inclusive. It, it, yeah. Well, because they the people that talk about tolerance and inclusion, they're some of the most intolerant people in our society. Like that. Oh yeah. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> that, yeah. It's so ironic, right? And so yeah, I, I think yeah. I think about like what does real inclusion look like, right? What does real tolerance looks like? And and it bothers me that because of what I've done online and the way I've gone about having these conversations, that other people have been able to use that as a weapon against my ultimate I would, mission. I would agree and disagree with that. I know. Because I know you, you didn't do anything wrong. You didn't say anything wrong. No, you I didn't, didn't. You didn't specifically say, I hate this person because of this. You're just like, I think this is an issue that we need to talk about. And then people took it out of context. So, that, so yeah. that's the problem with it. And then also, like, I'm not saying that anything you didn't do anything bad on your end. I disagree more with someone who is a review page and they make a whole they have thousands of good posts and then the one bad post are screenshots of your stories that aren't even highlights. I know. So they've been Isn't doing it for crazy? a while. They were doing it for they a while. They were literally they were taking screenshots of my stuff 100%. for a year. Yeah, I'm going to call a spade a spade. They were stalking, dude. 100, 100 fucking percent. They were stalking okay. you. I know. But, but I, I just think there's I, a I more do, productive do, way to have And you started a good thing because I think what a lot of people need to remember is that what does the American flag represent? Every single fucking person ever I know. in the United States, we don't need 50 flags I of know. anything. I the know. American flag represents everyone. I know. Well, that, that, well, that's and that's a good start because you literally post a story and you're like, this flag, it was like the next day. Mm -hmm. And you're like, this flag represents everyone. I know. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing is people talk about, they're crying about like inclusion and diversity and all these are hot button issues right now, right? And, yeah. and I'm like, do you not realize that the United States of America is literally the most inclusive and diverse country on the planet? Like, li like there's, this yeah. is a fact. If you want to join, this is a, not debatable. If you want to join a protest, go to that country for a day yeah. and then reconsider. Well, yeah, let's not even go there because that, listen, that's, that's, that, but, no, that's why I'm saying like what, piggyback on what you're saying like this is the best country this is ever. the most tolerant this is the most inclusive this is the most diverse exactly. country on the planet 100%. and you're still crying about diversity like yeah get over like, I, I oh. think i think just a lot of i won't go too far into that or anything but yeah. a lot of people just want to be part of a group mm -hmm. and maybe they don't feel like they belong somewhere so maybe that's why more more establishments like this need to exist 
100%, because yeah. people you're, you're not going to cling to this like identity politics group on the Internet. You're right. going to say, no, I am a part of a group yeah. and the part of the, the group that I'm a part of. There's there is a diversity of thoughts here. There's a diversity of culture here. There's a diversity of lifestyle here. There's a, it, it's it's real diversity and inclusion, you yeah. know, so. Yeah. But I digress. What I was saying is like I, I, I don't think I'm going to participate as much online um, because I'm going to keep it to like settings like this where like if, for example, if you listen to this right now, we're probably, I don't even know how, but like, let's say we're an hour and a half into a podcast. Mm -hmm. There's no way that you can take this out of context. There's no way you don't understand what the fuck I'm clips. I mean, but there's no way you, you don't understand my actual intent. When I really lie, when you're talking for hours, when I leave a comment in a, on a post, it's yeah. very possible that somebody can take that out of context. But That's true. if you listen to this whole discussion, you understand where my intent is. Yeah. There's and no way you, you can. When you understand someone's story, how they started. I know I didn't really share mine, but like your story, like of how you started and everything. When someone understands that, they're going to understand a whole lot more of like your why you're doing things now. Yeah. And that kind of stuff, too. What's 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 the thing that that makes you you know what's the thing that drives you? Here's the what question. Drives me? Here, I got two questions. A, okay. No, I, I got two questions, and these are questions that I really like to ask people. Yeah. They teach me a lot. Um, is one like what? What's your mission, and what is it rooted in? Like, and that's the same as what drives you, right? Um, so, what's your mission? What's it rooted in? Um, is it your past experiences? Is it, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then the other is, well, I'm going to ask you the other after you answer that one. Okay. Well, I think. They might be the same answer. Best way to ask answer that is probably telling my story, I mm-hmm. guess. Because I've shared it before. I don't share it much. But essentially, like, everything. I mean, you and I weren't supposed to make it. Like, you were in prison. Mm-hmm. Government standards, you're not supposed to make it. My dad passed when I was three from drinking and driving. Wow. Good man. Just alcoholic. Yeah. Yeah. And, and fatherless uh, kids, there's a, there's not, a, there's a I'm not mount, supposed to, mountains of statistics on them. I'm not supposed to make it in society. Yeah. And uh, got very blessed. Like, our mom is, like, our dad mom. So mm-hmm. she has done everything for us. And, like, we're a middle-class family, but, like, money was always tight. Like, you have life insurance after your parent ends. But, like, the the stock market crashed, like, 2008. Mm-hmm. 2008. Yeah. Yep. So our mom lost, like, a lot. Because she had a bad finance person telling her, like, invest everything wow and then boom gone so she had to work but like she put us through private school our whole life um sports my whole life my sister went to webster here which is like a private university cost a lot of money got us cars like she did everything like that two parents should and she did as one so like she's our hero because like we saw that all the time but like i'm not supposed to make it because i don't have a dad you're not supposed to make it because of your story and that kind of thing (laughs) so that's a huge chip where it's like that kind of like knowing that now that's what drives me a lot harder because i'm just like i wasn't supposed to make this shit and then also my like story of getting started with business is just weird so graduated missouri state played lacrosse for four years so sports was literally my whole life Mm -hmm. um there was a span from eighth grade to sophomore year i was chubby so I lost like 50 pounds in high school um, in an unhealthy way. I'm like, if I don't eat for a day, I'll lose weight. And I did. Yeah. And then I'd do that like off and on for, I don't know, like six, seven months. And I lost weight and I was just skinny fat. And I was like, okay, I can go to the gym now, which do not do it that way. That's a terrible, unhealthy <laughs> way to do it. I just didn't know because I was like six, yeah. 15, 16. Yeah. But played sports my whole life. Didn't play sports for one year. And then I saw I was at home junior year. This is after I lost all my weight. I saw a Duke versus Syracuse lacrosse game on TV. 
didn't know anything about lacrosse and I was like this is sick and then we went to the lake and instead of being on the boat I was had my laptop or iPad with me messaging college coaches not even high school coaches yeah and I was just like what would it take to be a walk-on like I don't want to play soccer anymore like I want to play this yeah I don't know what was going through my head I'm just like dude there are like eighth graders now committing to d1 universities why would I be a junior in high school starting a sport and then even make it to college. Like, it makes no sense. Yeah. And uh, the first guy I ever messaged, Dustin Rich, ended up being the first guy to respond. And he was the Missouri State head coach that recruited me, too. Wow. Yeah. And he got me started with, like, a former pro player that was here. Got me started on his club team. And I played for Hazelwood because where I'm from in Maryland Heights, we're, like, 10 minutes away <clears throat> from everything. So that's how that started. And then I knew after losing the weight, getting lacrosse, and I just, like, literally spent – this were a lot of work ethic comes from like every night I'd go up to a brick wall. My mom would have to like text me to come home, just wall ball for yeah. like literally till like 10 or 11 at night really? for years straight. Yeah. And that's like why I was able to pull it off just because of the work ethic. That's how I learned that. And then that's what started the fitness stuff. And I knew that I wanted fitness and sports to like be a part of my life. And that's why I was like, Oh, exercise science major. Yeah. And that's kind of what started that. But really business started, um, lockdowns so I got it I worked as a trainer at a gym at Genesis in Springfield didn't get paid which was a big problem didn't have money to fight an illegal battle which like it was minimum wage so it ain't going anywhere they could ruin me in paperwork anyway yeah so bad experience and I'm like did I just really go to college for this this is yeah this is what exercise science looks like shit I'm gonna make no money like not gonna be sustainable like I just went to college for no reason got student loaned up for no reason like this holy what did I do and then worked my ass off. I got into grad school, was going to start that at Wisconsin. It was online, so I could, like, hybrid or just stay in mm-hmm. <clears throat> Missouri or wherever. And uh, this guy reached out to me online, and he was a fitness business coach. And I'm like, scam artist. Yeah. Yep. That's and how a lot of them are, I I'll got be honest. lucky because I actually – so I didn't really talk with my ex-girlfriend at the time, but I talked with my mom. And I'm like, this guy messaged me, and, like, it could be $2,000 to do what I want to do. Or I write out grad school, which would have been $50,000 for a year and a half mm-hmm. of student loan debt on top of what I already had. Yeah. And in fitness, you ain't paying that back. I'll dude. roll the dice. That's going to yeah, I'll roll the grave dice. with you. Yeah. yeah. And uh, my mom was just like, because I got a new apartment down there, didn't have a job because I quit the training one in the gym because I didn't get paid. So I'm like, why am I working if I'm like, this is slavery. Yeah. This is literally yeah, slavery. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm, and I'm illegal. Quit. Yeah. Um, and then she's like, okay, I like, she supported me. And I'm like, why are you supporting me? Like, this is like, I'm telling you, I want to leave grad school that both my head coaches got me in with their letters. Yeah. So that's how tight it was. And then I had to tell them like, Hey, I'm not doing this. Both of them were supportive. My mom was supportive. Friends were supportive. And I'm like, this, like everyone's supposed to be not supportive. Why are people supporting me with this? This doesn't make sense. My mom's just like, this is going to be the smartest move you make or the dumbest. And I didn't even have 2k at the time after college, she paid it. And then she paid for my apartment for a couple months with like money she didn't have. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm either just blessed. Nah, I got it. Like go. I, I'm a I'm a man of God. I'm Catholic, born and raised my whole life, so I obviously believe in that stuff. But I was just like, what? Everyone's saying that you're not gonna get support doing these things, but everyone's supporting me. This is like weird. Yeah. So like I had the imposter mindset of like, even though I'm very blessed with like that environment, I'm like. I need to hear someone say like, you're an idiot. Like, don't do this. And it was like really myself saying it. Cause I was doubting myself. Yeah. And instead of other people doubting me, it was me because it's just an unorthodox thing to do after college. Yeah. It's just and go become an online fitness coach. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, I got blessed. It wasn't a scam and he was like legit spent two grand, obviously where I'm at now. 
But the problem is now there's a lot of fitness business coaches. So there are a lot of scam artists, but that's kind of like what got me started. And then I didn't really know where I wanted to go with business. And I'm like, I want to help as many people as I can online is great for that because I can work on my profession, maybe become a professional one day. I just want to be a professional and then was able to do that just with working with we a little over 700 people in three and a half or four years. Yeah. That's crazy. And we did. I don't even think that was possible. And I'm not saying 700 transformations. (coughs) I'm just saying we've worked with 700 people, but still that that's a lot at the end of the day. It's a lot of people. Yeah. I have to sit back sometimes and just be like, if there seven, that many people trust me, that's weird. 700 people couldn't fit in this building. No. And like, I have to have the mindset of like, yo, those people trusted you and financially trusted you and they never met you before. So that's like where my head always goes with the imposter mindset. Cause I'm just like, I'm not supposed to like, why are they like, why me? Yeah. And I think that's just my, I don't know. I think about that too, though. I think about out of all the I think, people, I think about it every day. If every Wayne day. Norton is an option, yeah. why the fuck are you hiring me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that, and yeah. then, dude, I even like, whenever I call myself a fitness professional, I'm just like, I'm not a, I'm yeah, not a fucking but what we were saying off the air is it's so true, and most yeah. people need to know it. It's like, <laughs> it's like, the vast majority of you, what will absolutely change your life, right. is just thoroughly understanding the basics yeah. of fitness and nutrition. And so, somebody like you can be tremendously not only impactful but successful right. financially yeah. by literally just knowing the basics and yeah. knowing them very well and being able to communicate them effectively so that people will actually adhere to whatever yeah. you're, you're talking. That's it. All you exactly. to be to yeah. be a, the one of the a world class coach, you just gotta be able to communicate the basics because yeah. ninety, you know, ninety percent of people out here don't have special needs. Mm-hmm. They just need to you they know, just want to be healthy. They just need to get it together. Or just exactly or just like have something to do. Yeah. But like and that that was something I started getting frustrated with over the years because I was just like, I don't want to make content dumbing things down to the basics anymore. And, like, I've worked with all the way up to NCAA athletes, a couple, I wouldn't say pro, but, like, guys that were going pro. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, like, I love the intermediate to advanced crowd a lot. And then one of our assistant coaches, she's just more of a specialist with us, <clears throat> Sophie, she sat me down a couple weeks ago. And she's just like, I don't think you're posting, besides being suspended, she's just like, because you don't want to dumb down yourself when you don't need to. You have other coaches who work with beginners, so you can now work with intermediate to advance who you really want to work with and i'm like huh i was like okay that's a good perspective i was like i was like thank you for that because every day i'm like i don't want to talk about fat loss or building muscle or basic workouts she's just like you don't fucking need to yeah they can we you have people on your team now that can i'm like oh yeah that's right oh yeah and she's like and no one's telling you you have to do that anyway and i'm like true (laughs) i was like i was like i don't know what i was thinking but yeah i mean yeah I think with like just all that, especially like having the support, I, I was kind of like, when are they going to stop supporting? So you have the chip on your shoulder <laughs> from coming from, you know, really a single parent household. Yeah. And and then also the, the added pressure of all the people that believe in you. A right? lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. Both my head yeah. coaches, like same university, two different head coaches. Yeah. My mom, older sister, brother-in-law. I have a big family, so both sides of the family, everyone believed me. Not one person said something snarky to me and my family. And I'm like, what? I'm like, someone say something mean. Like, I nope. want to hear it. So it's really, like, me battling myself yeah. at the end of the day, which is, like, corny, but it, it's kind of true. And, like, I did have some teammates who were, like, talking shit and stuff. And I'm like, 
you talk shit, but you still follow and watch all my stuff. You can yeah. hit on follow if you want to, but you don't uh, like that, like that kind of snarky stuff, which I had to get better about. But I mean, definitely had some people that like changed and like I'm single now, like at the time, like I won't go into that cause I'm not going to bring up names or anything, but like I went through a bad, like bad breakup where I got hurt. Like, really? Yeah. Where it was like dating someone for a while, thought you were going to propose like maybe a year from then. And then all of a sudden everything changes and you're just like, what happened? Where get lied to manipulated, Man. telling you that like at your best you're still not good enough and you're just like and at the time i was 23 24 owning a business you know doing a lot of hard things and it's not like i was driving in five figures a month yeah when you first start that's not how business works and if it does it ain't gonna last that long anyway yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh she was just like i need more of like a blue collar kind of guy and i'm just like okay and i'm just like but i have like everything like what do you mean like <laughs> what do you mean yeah and then just being told like at your best you're not good enough you're just like fuck yeah, like yeah, it's probably mentally that, devastating yeah, yeah like it took it didn't take long to get over her but like that that someone saying that took like probably two years long time to yeah get over that. and i'm just like okay yeah. i'm just gonna like use this as my work ethic stage and then from 2021 till now i've just been able to do so much because of that chip yeah. on my shoulder and i'm just like everyone who doubted me like i'm not even gonna say anything you guys are just gonna have to like uh, see my stuff you, you have know? to see it now I, dude i love the chip on the shoulder mentality but like yeah, yeah. i just God blessed me a lot with my family yeah. and friends and stuff. So I've been very blessed to have that. Obviously some people, again, that have talked bad and everything, but dude, I mean, and that's like the St. Louis thing too, where it's just like everyone supported me here. And then also like you told me, I should say Matt, when first time I was here, I met Matt to talk about content and stuff. He told me, he's like, why wouldn't you say, I mean, Jeff and Tony literally talked me into it. Nolan and Jan, uh, family friends. And they're just like, even Andy on his podcast, like <laughs> I've never met Andy, but we messaged back and forth a couple times. And like, I'll just tell you what kind of a guy I think he is. And, uh, I was with Lululemon for three and a half years. I wasn't tied to a local store. So I had a lot of flexibility, but they, we just parted ways. I know, you know, I've talked about this. I won't yeah. say too much, but I still wear their stuff, still support them. But, um, yeah, just partnership wise, I wasn't about it. Wasn't a good fit. Yeah. It wasn't a good fit. Yeah. Um, not changing who I am or any of that kind of stuff. I'll leave it there. Yeah. And uh, I was messaging Andy and I was joking around. I was like, odds are I leave Lululemon. And cause like I sent him a deep freeze that we bought a cow and he's just like, Oh, nice. Cause like, I'm Fire. like steaks, not crickets. And uh, I was just like, yeah, I left Lululemon today. And he's just like, what, why? And I was just like, dude, your podcast about like leaving companies who don't put America first necessarily, or don't represent stuff. I was like, yeah, I just decided to leave. Thought I should tell inspired you that your, your, your podcast inspired me to do it. And then next thing I know, like three days later, it's a box taller than me. I'm five, eight. So, you know, it, tall <laughs> box, box, tall box. Yeah. Thousand dollars of first form stuff. And he knew I was with Promix too. Promix didn't mind either that I shot him out or anything, but like, yeah, he said, he no just one said, just sends a thousand dollars worth of stuff, dude. And I was just like, dude, what? like this is the importance of, you know, like everyone liked this in St. Louis. Like I, never met Jillian with fit flavors, but I've talked to her a couple of times, like online and just like, they're all just, we're all just like really solid people doing cool things. Mm -hmm. And so just been absolutely blessed. Like, you know, I think it was a blessing from God that we were standing next to Nolan and Janice at the city game yeah. and stuff too. Like, cause if that interaction never happened, I would for sure be in Austin. Well, yeah, this is the thing. You have, you met my buddy, James, oh, I, James, you, I'm bad with names sometimes. Well, you've so. been, you've been at the men's group with him for sure. But okay. James is like, James is my buddy. He's 27, recently retired as a oh, is that a an engineer? Kelsey's uh, husband. Yeah, husband. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, fiance. Yeah, but love James. But yeah. James went through like a brief period of being an atheist, 
Oh yeah. And, and I'm like, tell me more, you know, <laughs> like, because, and and ultimately, what I what I only thing I contributed to the discussion, I just tried to listen, yeah. uh, was like how things like that, like in retrospect, right? In it's never in the moment, but in retrospect, you're just like you can see how one thing led to another, led to another, led to another, led to the life that you have right now. And yeah. it's like, if I never, if I just happen to be sitting next to Janice and Nolan and then, you know, and then you just, just a coincidence. And then you just I'll happen you to listen to Andy's podcast. And I was praying a lot about what I should do. Cause originally, so a lot of people I knew that one of them got me started in uh fitness, like in the online world and stuff. Um, they were all from San Diego. Yeah. And I went out to San Diego. I loved it. I, I hate L.A. I love San Diego. It was super cool. And uh, I was like, I kind of want to move out here. Like, a lot of these people are out here. And this yeah. was, again, two years before I knew everyone here. Yeah. And um, then learned more about taxes. And I'm like, no, not happening. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, the taxes here, I ain't going to lie. The taxes here are they suck. rough, too. Yeah, yeah they suck. Yeah. Um, they're, they're not fun. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so ended up not moving there. It was thinking about Tampa because I love Florida. We're like our family. We I just love Tampa. we love the lake. We love Florida. Um, and then they got hit by the hurricane. I'm like, I'll take tornadoes, pass on that. And then yeah. Austin was just that spot. And I thought about Nashville a couple times too, but that's just more of a down the road thing. And yeah. then, yeah, just realized that St. Louis is like it's a good city, bro. The good city, but I kept praying about it. And then, but you got to move to the city. I bro, like, bro, Midtown's coming up, man. It is, but dude, I love St. Charles so much. I do. Ah! <laughs> bro, I'm like Jeff. I'm like Jeff, dude. I love St. Charles. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I, I'm one of them. I'm, I'm one of them. Out there. I know. I can't say I'm from St. Louis anymore. I know. That's okay. That's yeah. okay. That's because yeah. I mean, but there's you know there's something to be said about that for you to be able to say St. Charles or Cottleville or. Uh, Being able to have that freedom to well, or um, what's that other one out there where um, like the factory is? What's that? That Chesterfield, Chester or Chesterfield? Th you didn't be able to use to like say that. You had to right. say like the Greater St. Louis area, and yeah. then you have to specify later. But now that you can say it, just testifies to the fact that those areas are like really expanding. Getting, yeah, they're oh, expanding. Yeah. Yeah, 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 big time. Well, cool, man, dude. I, I yeah. I'm grateful that you came. Yeah, um, me too. I, I really am. I'm I'm super grateful. Uh, I know that. I, I hope that you know. Um, in addition to, you know, really just be inspired by, by what you do every day. I mean, we didn't re really get into that, but Jake's crushing it in business. He's one of the most successful online coaches that I know. I'm just inspired by, it sounds corny, but literally being in this country. No yeah. joke. Just yeah. the last couple of years, being able to see everything and just be like, I can literally do all this where I wouldn't, like, I think it's because, we won't get into this because it would take forever to talk about, but our country's at risk of losing a lot of stuff. So mm -hmm. it really puts an emphasis on like everything we do. We're very lucky to be able to do that. And mm -hmm. that's what drives me a lot. And also the last few years from what I have seen, everyone just slowing down excuses, victim mentality. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Well, it's so easy, man. It's a trap. It's so easy when, it's 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 basically being put on our laps like they say well work remotely like or you know they make uh what were those checks the, that went out to everybody oh the stimulus the stimulus checks yeah. and and you know the, the, i mean it's just one thing after another they want they don't want you independent that just basically lull you into this into this position of mm -hmm. you know really dependency 
Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel that way in the moment, right. but but it it really you look back. It yeah. really ultimately is that, and then you also have like the progression of AI and technology and human jobs being replaced by right. m- machines at a very rapid rate, and um, I, and then you have all this talk about universal basic income and like fucking reparations and communism. Like, and the, well, well, the idea, it, man. I don't know, man. I, I have this problem where, like, if it's free, I don't want it. Like, and I don't, I, I, it just serves me well. But I don't think most people think like that. Most people are like, if it's free, I'll take it. It's because it's a dopamine rush. And so it's ne- but it's get- never free. Have, do, have you noticed how, like, social media is almost like, it's almost like I'm suspicious that they want everybody to believe that they can try to be an influencer like with the templates with the system how you can yeah. get paid for views now and they'll tell like if you're a nobody you have 1400 followers they're like oh you get the reels bonus right you yeah. get the reels bo- so now this person I started getting those notifications like a couple weeks ago and i'm like well that's because i put up a story and it's been like four days well when you when you opt into the reels bonus now you're getting paid for it's it. like a real life video game it, but it like tempts you it gamifies it yes and it tempts you yeah. to like be like oh well can i do this and now you're dude i can tell you guys being a content creator and being an influencer or whatever, people think that this shit is easy. It's not, it's a full-time investment. Yeah. It is a full-time, like creating content, consuming content, figuring out, learning how to, what works, what doesn't, right. is a full-time investment. And so now you have these people spending more and more time on the app because they're, they, they got 47 cents from their last reel right. and they're trying to figure out how they can make it big as an influencer. I think they, re- I don't know, there's just a lot going on. I'll, I know you wanted to ask me a question, so I'll answer it with that of the like what inspires you and yeah. stuff. That's part of it. So a lot, a lot of that had to actually do with um, partnerships I had. So I never went to Vancouver to see Lululemon or anything because at the time you had to be vaccinated mm-hmm. to go, and I'm like, I'm, I'm not doing that. Yeah. And um, I was with Cuts Clothing, one of my all-time favorite partners. I, like that I was with. Yeah. It, they ended their partnership program, which sucks. But like, dude, great people. Stephen Brelli, one of the best CEOs out there. I went out to LA. They invited us, invited us to their HQ and everything. Seeing how they operate, having us a part of that, that made me be like, and Borelli trademarked the term, the sport of business. And he had like a podcast called the sport of business. Mm -hmm. So for me with sports, I'm just like sport of business. This is like a sport. I love it. And what inspired me was, say the power grid goes down. Everyone who's an influencer, most of them lose all their stuff. For me, not necessarily because I can go do something in person and build something if I want to with my profession. So big inspiration was literally to not be an influencer because <coughs> everyone's like a coach now, which isn't like bad. I think a lot of people do need help. I think a lot of people can be good coaches, but the word online coach now is so influencer based. So That's why I'm like, I'm actually a fitness professional. Here are my credentials. Here is, um, uh, people we've worked with social proof all that kind yeah, of stuff here's my catalog yeah exactly and so that's that's a big part of it and that's what really drives me into wanting to build something in the real world too because it I'm not saying it's easy to have a business online but a lot of it people, is easy all right let's i'm not gonna lie okay it I'll, is easy all right i'll be unfiltered yeah anyone can fill out an llc in 30 minutes anybody yeah. can file you can file yeah, it, yeah for an okay. llc takes you anyone, 10 minutes and you have a business online people and you put, put in your profile owner ceo bro dude 
people will put that drives me nuts. People will put CEO in their bio and they have no employees. Yeah. How are you a board member with one person? I know. You, like that I, makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. But building like, a listen, I'm just but, gonna I'm gonna start having that conversation online. Is like listen, when you can build a brick and mortar, this shit is I'm telling you, bro. And you're gonna see the hardest you're gonna, thing you'll ever do. This shit yep. is hard, especially now. This is hard right now. And I, dude, it, there, there's layers to this, but but I'm I'm with you on that. It, it's so easy. It, yeah. It's so easy to be an online business owner. It's yeah. A lot of people can get commission checks, but yeah, can you have an impact without being? Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say you can't. <sighs> that's a slippery slope. I'm not gonna say you can't be trendy or do trendy things, but it's like I'm not making content off of other people's content. Like I'm not holding my phone like this, watching a video and then critiquing it, yeah. like getting clout off someone else's stuff. Like yeah. if I post, it's my shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sometimes I'll repost people like Andy or mm-hmm. Chad Wright or other people, but it's also like, that's limited. I love Chad Wright. Yeah. He's a savage. Savage. Scares me. Dog. Dog. Yeah, savage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and he's sold out on Jesus. Yeah. That's uh, the funniest thing about him. Dude, his, I will say everyone needs to go listen to his podcast with Andy. on Real AF. That I was, know. That episode dude, was so good. You want to run through a brick wall? Listen to that. that ep- dude. Just listen to the first 11 minutes. The first 11 minutes when he was like, when he was like uh, selflessness, you know, when he was talking. Where he you know, said like your people failed. I was like, yes. Bro, like, he yes. went so hard. Yeah. Oh, dude, man. I, and I love that because that's. And he's like, and he quoted the, the verse in the Bible, those who cling to life will lose it. And yep. those who give their life shall have it. And I'm like, whoo. And with coaching, something you may notice too is everyone is like, everyone can be coachable. Everyone can be <coughs> coachable and d- need different kinds of coaching, like hard coaching, soft coach, mm-hmm. whatever. But most people don't hear hard coaching anymore. Yeah. Like we had our first head coach in college. Like if someone wasn't wearing their Adidas socks, we would be running miles at the oh, beginning yeah. of practice. Oh, yeah. Or, like, if someone's 10 minutes late, he, ha- he had people running laps holding a fucking tire over their head. Like, hazing kind of – like That's crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, like, it's for a reason, too. Like, at the time, you're kind of like, oh, this is stupid. But you're also like, this is for a reason. You're setting the standard. Oh, 100%. And with hard coaching, you're setting a standard being like, this isn't okay. You messed up, but here's how to fix it because you're yeah. offering a solution with it. Yeah. Most people think hard coaching is just yelling. That's it. It's, no, it's – telling you what you did wrong because you're not hearing people talk to you in this way which you need to to get stronger yeah and it's not bullying you it's just like hey you fucked up like you fucked up bad be accountable and then offering a solution being like okay well here's what you can do to fix that next time well you know dude isn't it crazy you just reminded me of something i think about often yeah which is how how in the world have we gotten to a place where the truth is offensive to people Dude, we're literally living in a South Park episode. <laughs> yeah. Is that the, not insane? The, the truth is offensive. It is y- y- you Unreal. can't you can't just tell somebody the truth anymore. Like unemotionally, very objectively, yeah. hey, you're fat. You know, <laughs> you're you're hundred pounds overweight. Or not not we're, e- we're even in a, a world where Southwest Airlines is giving someone who's obese an extra seat for free. Literally, go look it up. Where where I need an extra seat. Insane. And I have to pay for it. Like Yes. And Who do you think is going to get charged for that? Bro, Us. not only that, we live in a world where DEI oh makes it God. so that if I apply for a job and I and you apply for a job, I ain't it. the white guy is being d- 
discriminated we against about this off based air, on yeah. based on the color of his skin. Yeah. But that makes sense. Like, well, I I mean, I'll just say. And this. when you say, hold on, when when I say these things are so dumb, yeah, I get called race racist when I point out the truth, which is this is discrimination. Have you gotten called racist? A hundred percent. Really? They say That's that. That's crazy. They, you know, the first time I got called racist on on the internet was because I have the police badges in here. Are you for real? I have police badges Dude. on our uh, cork board here in the shop. We have a uh, yeah. we have a community board. Yeah. And I have I have the county police, I have the city police, I have a multiple different I have some from different states. Yeah, that's um, I have cool. some that I actually taken down, but Yeah. Somebody came in here and saw that we have those up here and that we're pro police here and you know, we support all all really the public service um, right. Yeah. And they left an, uh, a Google review that was a one star review that said this place is not welcome to the welcoming to the LGBTQ community. What does that have to do? And with that? one star review and they're uh, they're racist. They support the police and military. And I'm like, who are you going to call when shit hits a fan? Well, not only that, that's the thing that drives me crazy. If, if you're if you're one of these people that was like, defund the police, it's like, motherfucker. Well, they hopped on to hire people saying that, but those higher people have private security. Detail, they have private security. But when, when, when somebody yeah. comes into your home, yeah. you're going to call the police. When there's a, a school shooter, they, so the, the defund the police movement started in St. Louis. Yeah. And... Just in the past year and two years, there was a there was a a, a school shooter here in St. Louis. Oh my and, gosh! And when it happened, dude, dude, oh, dude, it was crazy. When it when it happened, I posted on Omen's account about about it. I, I was like, just that. remember who the fuck you called when yeah. when there was a shooter in the school. Remember and what nine one one is bro, for. Bro, and the and the yeah. police here showed up and they fucking handled their business. It was yeah. fire. It was off-duty police officers yeah. that responded to the call, went in the building and, you know, just did what they did. They they literally killed the person right. immediately. And everybody was like, "Wow, praising them for how good of a job they did." Fuck you guys because you guys were the same people that were trying to literally take their jobs yeah. 2 years ago, you know? Yeah, but when this gonna, happened, you yeah, called them. Anyway, but the truth has become offensive to people. It's, it it's, has. It's it, so crazy. And that's also, like, the crazy thing with, like, what I do. Because most of my content that I'm going to start doing, obviously, people want to see me, like, running when I get back into running. Because they like seeing, I know, I they like seeing muscular I dudes run, dude. I got to show that stuff more. I, I, I do. I mean, I, I, I haven't posted for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I, starting with this, I'll start posting for sure. You have my promise. But um, a lot of what I do is, like, talking kind of stuff just to, like, teach people. Because, like, that's the best way. Not just me showing my workouts, which I can do, but it's boring over time because it's repetitive. Yeah. Or if you follow a program, it's repetitive, which people don't like. That's that's a big – another thing with New Year's, too. A lot of people give up because they get bored. It's not supposed to be fancy. Like, your training is not supposed to be fancy. If you're following a program, like, it can be. Yeah, but I think you should also do something that you enjoy. Yeah, like, I'm not saying you should be doing something like go do curls five times a week. But, like – is a professional, like, I, half the week, I even don't want to be in the gym. Yeah. But I do because I know it's not just my job, but, like, if I want to live healthy, you got to do it. Yeah, it's you like pay the toll. mindset, physicality. If you don't use it, you'll lose it. Yeah. it, it you got to do it every day, which is why it's hard. Choose your hard, start or stop. It's yeah. your choice. But, yeah. yeah, I mean. But in the beginning, you were talking about, like, how, you know, you don't have to lift weights or whatever. You can just – or the goal is not to be jacked. It's like – longevity performance it's, it's longevity. health and function not just aesthetics it, it, which it, is like the online thing right now exactly yeah. and when you really are just concerned primarily with health and function or longevity and performance right. the way that yeah. you, you ex explain it um 
you realize that like movement is movement to a certain degree. Like you can go play tennis, you can go do uh, Pilates. Like that's becoming more popular again. The the yeah. reformer Pilates. You can do hit classes. You can do fitness classes. You can do F forty five. You can go to the gym and lift like a bro. There's yeah. a lot of different ways you can get there to Anything this health you and function. Do you can do it exactly. So. Um, that is a common misconception that people have. The, the question that I like to ask people, and I, I, this is the first time I'm whipping it out on the podcast, but it's um, honestly because we had we have a great discussion here, um, but we didn't really get into like who you are and like what you've had to overcome because everybody has a story. I truly believe that. Yeah. But uh, one question that I've learned is really a fast track to like just some value from a person's journey is what's the hardest thing that you've ever been through in your life dude i would say my dad but like that was when i was three, three but it, it didn't really hit me until like grade school i don't yeah. know why it was just like maybe because you're more aware at that time so you're i was just comparing like, yourself to other people yeah or you're with friends all the time they have parents and you're like well, i only have one and like that kind of thing yeah and like honestly it could be that it could be so, I mean, I will say from a physical standpoint, dude, tearing my Achilles twice was one of the hardest fucking things. Really? Yeah, because it was a partial tear, so never got surgery, and also had one of the hospitals in Springfield, Cox Hospital, gave me very, very bad advice. And so, essentially, freshman year before playoffs, I tore it. Hmm. Um, it was nagging me for a few weeks and to a point to, like, where I couldn't walk and went to urgent care, and they're like, dude, it's, like, deformed. Do you see that? And I'm like, what does that mean? And then it was, like, a partial tear with, like, something else going on with it. They're like, you don't need surgery, just rehab it. So I was in a boot for the rest of that spring into the summer. Um, and then fall, we have fall ball, so off season. And we have a walk-on open tryouts, which is like two days. And um, for, again, for people to walk on and maybe make the team. And then within 10 minutes, cut wrong on the field, snap. No. Um, and it was partial tear. Like, you could hear it, but it wasn't the full pop. Yeah. Because um, when it, the full pop happens, you can't really, like, move it. And yeah. it's just, like, limp. Like, dead weight, cement, concrete. But, like, I could still walk on it. So, I'm like, okay, I did it again. I just heard it this time. And before, like, before that second tear, they said I didn't need to do PT. And freshman in college, 18, 19 years old. So, I'm like, okay. Cool. And, like, you're, after being in the boot, your one leg is way smaller than it should be because you haven't been using it. So I was just like working out like normal, which is like a big no-no. As if both ankles were the As same. As if it was completely fine. Mm -hmm. Didn't know what to do. Was running stadium stairs at the basketball arena at Missouri State. Yeah. All this stuff, like just again, shape for the off season, and then cut it. I went up to my coach. I'm like, yo, like, is a sophomore too. I'm like, dude, I think I, I think I snapped in. He's just like, motherfucker, and like he was mad, not like at me, but he's just like, fuck, dude. And then, so that whole off season, I was out and then did Man. rehab for five or six months. And right, I started, um, I recovered right at the starting point that uh, sophomore year. So I got lucky, but <clears throat> that was really hard. Cause also just with sports, when you're on the sidelines all the time and you're at practice, just walking around with your hands in your pockets, that's a shitty feeling. Yeah. You're like, even if you're working somewhere, if you're like, there's nothing to do and you have your hands in your pockets, you know, you should be doing something. Yeah. And like, so that was a really hard feeling. So from a physical standpoint that, and then the hardest thing was definitely one parent. And then also, you know, we were never like super wealthy. It was always paycheck, paycheck, working hard. Cause she was giving us everything. Yeah. So she even like, I mean, even a good six figure job, she was still paycheck, paycheck because mm. of everything she was putting out. People think six figures <laughs> is a lot of money. I'm sorry. Dude, even in business, if you're man, making a like hundred thousand dollars a year. You're still poor. Like, millions, not even nothing. I know it's 
insane. Isn't it crazy how how drastically your perspective changes when you start making money? Like, yeah, it really makes me mad about college specifically. Of like, which I'm glad I have a degree just to have one, but at the same time, I'm like, dude, I could have avoided a lot of stuff. But obviously, like, I'm grateful that I played sports. Mm-hmm. But from an education standpoint, like, even in college, dude, thinking about this stuff just makes me mad. Where I paid the university money for a course. And it's not a course. It's a credit where you go have an internship over the summer that's unpaid. So I'm paying the university for me to work, and I'm not getting paid. Mm-hmm. So I'm paying someone for me to work for them. Yeah. How does that make sense? It doesn't make any sense. And my internship for my career was at a community center standing at the front greeting old people and switching the TV channels. Isn't that crazy? Full time for a summer. Yeah. I know, dude. I, but I, I try to – I mean, that's a battle that I would – I'll fight to my dying breath is – yeah, how useless a lot of our higher education is, and then, and then not only that, but not only is it useless, it's actually net negative because you put these eighteen, nineteen, twenty year old kids into six figures worth of debt before they even start their life, yeah. and you promise them that this degree is going to help them get a job that'll pay off the debt, and a lot of times these jobs that they get them are paying sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars, and that that's not enough. Interest. It's not enough, yeah. and the yeah, and the and the jet and the debt has interest. It's it's crazy, and then you don't actually teach them anything that's actually valuable. A lot of the most successful people that I know didn't go to college. Andy didn't go to college. You know, Patrick Cr- bet David. I don't think went. Dude, no. and I mean, there's some like Sal did, Chris, Chris did, but dropped out. Like, but a lot of a lot of people, yeah, you know, didn't and didn't need to yeah. either. And like one of the coolest things that I heard, it was a couple weeks ago. Bradley, I don't know if you follow him, dude. He put up a reel where it's like, <coughs> I dropped out of high school or college but i have like 18 diplomas and you're like what and he's like yeah i hired four phds and like he's mm. he listed that and i'm like damn like that's cool like that, that's pretty cool but also puts perspective of like you, like when i have kids if they're like college isn't for me i'm not gonna be like i'm not gonna push them one way or another i'm gonna be like i'm gonna tell mine they don't listen unless you're sure just graduate high school unless you're sure what you want to do you shouldn't go i think you should go get a job that's going to teach you. Yeah. Like, like I'm a big proponent of what Andy says, which is like, go get a retail job. Go learn Work sales. Go learn how to talk to people. Yeah, build skills go, for later. Go do door-to-door sales. Exactly. Do yeah. something be- because, man, I, I shared on one of the podcasts. It might have been the one with Jan, actually, about the professor of entrepreneurship at Wash U that I was talking with. And he's like, okay. yeah, I got four degrees. And honestly, 90% of, of the information that's useful to me, I've learned through my own experience. It had nothing Dude, to do with the degree. you want to know what's wild? <laughs> I don't know if they're there anymore. Missouri State, they had an entrepreneurship degree. Their director, professor, dude, not being mean, but they drove a really raggy car, but they also didn't build anything. They so never built like, a business. It's like, how are you teaching entrepreneurship? Like, And you never built a business. That makes, like, this doesn't make any sense. That's like, to me, that's like when a lot of people get mad at this. I don't care. Um, when fitness business coaches and they're like, I can help you scale to seven figures or past 20 to 30,000 a month. And I'm like, can you show me your coaching business that did that first? Can you show me like receipts from a yeah. couple of years ago? And they're yeah. like, no, I don't need to look at the social proof. I'm like, those are that social proof of this. I'm looking for your social proof of what you're saying that of what you you're going to teach me to do. Yeah. Like, yeah, you could learn the knowledge to teach me that, but like, I would rather learn from someone who did it. Well, this is where this like, is, goes back to the truth being offensive. It pisses people off when I say, 
why the fuck would I go to college to learn about entrepreneurship from somebody that never built a business? It's a money grab. And people get upset. Like, oh, you're just arrogant. You're this. No, I know I'm going to fail. I'm going in here. Like that person who's teaching you entrepreneurship doesn't even have the life you want. Exactly. They don't. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. It's a self-awareness thing. Wait, okay. So going back to the hardest thing, because you kind of gave me a surface level. Yeah. So so, so I I know, uh, put the Achilles thing to the side. Let's say growing up in that single parent household, losing your father at such a young age, like, what do you think looking back, or maybe you haven't done enough reflection on it, maybe you have, but what do you think looking back is like one of the most powerful perspective changes or takeaways that you got? Not the chip on your shoulder, yeah. um, but like just from that experience, having to go through that. Oh, yeah, it's unconditional love from our parent, 100%, because yeah. most people, <laughs> like just to give you some background on her, besides everything else I talked about, I played sports my whole life, like through college. So that's 22 years. Mm -hmm. She missed one game and that was in college. And we traveled around the country, like Minnesota, California, Texas, East coast, like wherever she only missed one game ever. And that was in college. That's crazy. And I had teammates where they're like, yeah, I'll be lucky if my parent comes out once a year. And I'm just like, and to me, like, I didn't know that. So a lot of the hardships was really from when I was younger of like trying to understand not like why I just have one parent, but like everything that she's doing for us for maybe times I was mad at my mom or something from doing something. And now I'm just like, she was doing all these things to protect us and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff too. So that's essentially the hardest part was recognizing that at a young age. Cause you have to, yeah. cause if I don't, then, you know, maybe I would have been more of a delinquent where I was a raging alcoholic all the time or like drugs because most people with a single parent, that's yeah. kind of what they do. And I didn't because of the, you know, parenting. Yeah. So a lot of that was understanding when I was younger, why are we doing things like, why did she set a standard? Like my work ethic and standard literally comes from watching her from your mom. hundred percent. Yeah. No brainer. That's yeah. a fire. No brainer. It's yeah. cool that it's top of mind too. Like, when yeah. people, like I think a lot about these things and that unconditional love one, dude, that hits honestly when, I don't know if you've ever had like a moment like this, but like the moment that I actually, the moment, I remember the moment that I actually not only understood and recognized unconditional love for what Mm -hmm. it is, but the moment I accepted that like my, my foster parents, like that, what they, what they, that that's unconditional love. I swear to God, I I bawled like a baby. I cried and I cried because I was so bad. I was so bad to them and they just went through it all. And not only was I bad to them, but like, I was just a shithead. I, they, I, I left my house when I was 16 years old. I didn't even speak to them for like two years. Like they think about a parent. You don't know right. where your kid is. You yeah, know, scary. like if he's alive or not yeah. alive, you know, you know, so I, I put them through all kinds of things, go to prison, all this stuff. And one day I was in prison and I just like, I could tell you the story, but, so I leave my house when I was 16. Don't talk to my parents for like two years. They know that I'm like doing bad stuff. I'm in, I'm doing drugs. I'm selling drugs. I'm all this stuff. And, you know, I'm sure that they're worried, sick. I know my mom. I know my dad. And that my older brother already just died from a drug overdose. So, yeah. like, think about the added worry that that right. adds. And then, like, don't talk to him. I go on the run. When I got arrested, I went on the run and I just disappeared. Like, I left, like, pots and pans on the stove, my fucking everything all my property all my clothes in the drawers like so it could have looked like i fucking died or something you know and that happens i go to i go to prison we didn't speak for like 
I don't think I spoke to my parents. I was must have been in prison for a year before I spoke to my parents. Like, and my mom and my dad, we I called them or I don't know what happened, but I I called them and they're like, yeah, we're gonna come visit. I'm like, okay. So they come up to where I was at, which by the way was like four hours away from where they live. They come up, they go for a visit, and I show up and and. Like I just sat and chatted with them for like a couple hours, and it was like nothing. It was like nothing had happened. It was yeah, like nothing. It's, had, it's a that, blessing to have parents like that. Well, not only that, but then when when it like hit, well, okay. So still, then I'm like, you know, whatever. My parents, so I'm. It's like nothing had happened. I hug them in prison. There's like at least in New York State, there's like an allowance of, of food that people can bring you from the from outside. And, okay. And then they can bring you other things too, where yeah. there's like there's no limit. So like books is a perfect example of that, okay. or like underwear or socks, yeah. right? So I leave. They brought me the whole limit, my monthly limit worth of food. And in fact, they brought me so much that they had to turn some away. Then they brought me like socks and underwear and books and all this stuff. And and I'm like carrying this stuff back after just sitting with them for hours, like nothing had happened. Going, you know, carrying all this stuff. And I get back to my cell and I just sit on my bed and I literally just like I just wept like I just yeah. cried because I was like these people, they don't give a fuck what I did. Yeah. They don't care what I did. They don't care what mistakes I made. They don't care how rotten I was to them. They don't care about nothing. They just want to be here for me. Yeah. And it was like up until that point, I had like uh, I feel like I was like um, rejecting love. Like I just felt like. You know, I was hardened from my early childhood and my biological situation. Yeah. So I was just like not open to it. And yeah, uh, yeah so like realizing what uncondition- unconditional love really is, is like such a powerful thing. It is. And like even for me too, like this is going to be a funny one. But so whenever I went through my breakup, so I got my dog in February of 21. And then I think we ended things like or I got done. So it was like a weird it was very weird. Like, yeah. I don't know if I got cheated on kind of thing. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Um, and then Nash, my dog, dude, like dogs are also unconditional love too. not trying to be funny, uh, but they like, no, they really are bro, like that. Like I was probably depressed for like half a year or something. And like every day seeing him, I'm just like, I can't like this dude's licking dog. his asshole and like, <laughs> you know, trying to lick me and like smiling all the time. Or I yell at him and he just smiles at me, give me a dumb look. I'm like, dude, like you are the best. Yeah. Yo, like the best. They're amazing. They're, yeah. They really are. Yeah. Oh, but man, you made me no, I mean, I think the hardest thing I ever had to go through was re- understanding. I think it's like kind of a weird answer, but it's just like understanding why a standard was set. Like she wasn't strict or anything like that either. She's just like, I need to know where you're going at night no later than like midnight yeah. you're going to lake house after prom don't think so kind of thing like where i'd have to sneak out or something like she set standards wasn't strict but she also just like set a standard for us to like just grow up as like mm-hmm. great people yeah and that kind of thing yeah, too you guys turned out well so, so being able to understand that in like grade school is very hard to ask a grade schooler to do so that's probably the hardest thing and then honestly like something that's not as personal that's hard is a business yeah Bro, everything like nothing compares to how hard this shit is like nothing. <laughs> I, I know people hear it all the time, too. But like the online space, like, dude, it is all highlights. Like, I can't tell you how many days like I want to smash my head on my desk because I'm like frustrated, stressed out. Yeah. Whatever it is. It's just like, yeah, but you're, it's, yeah, it's yeah. hard. You're past that part. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it's never going to get easier. It's no. more responsibilities as you as you keep going and that kind of thing. And then also like failing upwards, which when most people fail, they're like 
I'm done. Mm -hmm. Or like, I don't want to try it again because I failed last time. But it's like understanding that your wins, this is a good New Year's plug too, but like stackable wins, Mm -hmm. confidence. Confidence is from wins. How do you win? You have to fail sometimes. So essentially it's like, I'm not saying you have to, I mean, everyone fails, but like when you fail, fail forward, understand, learn, get better. Then you have wins. Then you have confidence. Keep that going for a couple months. That's momentum. And then momentum is just ultimate confidence. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for coming on. I think we can wrap it up on that. That's, um, man, it's been a good conversation. A lot of nuggets, a lot of nuggets. (laughs) A lot of of different stuff. For real, for real, all over the place. It's so cool because honestly, when I was, what I was thinking about before we sat down was like, I really like Jake, but I don't really know. I haven't shared my story that much. Exactly. I don't, I don't know that much about you. I, all I know is that I love the memes that you post on your fucking yeah. close friend story. Shout out Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, man, I, I was thinking about that on the way here. Like, yeah. man, I really like Jake, but it's just like, I, I know you on a surface level way. Um, I respect a lot of what you're, what you've been able to accomplish so far in yeah, business. So like, and I know like what has to go into that to mm-hmm. get to where you're at in business. You, you got to be doing shit the right way. You got to be have a certain mindset about it. it. Just doesn't happen when you're a loser, you know. So oh, yeah, I can't. No. So I'm, uh, I w- you know, I was really excited to have the show tonight. Not only so I could get to know you a little bit better, but so you know the rest of the community can. I know you're a big part of what we do here. Yeah. You come to the men's group. You come to the coffee shop. So and I don't know about you, but like I'm one of the laziest people in the world. Like straight up. Like if it was just me and Nash chilling on a couch watching a show. I do that every day. Like every day. I am lazy. Yeah. And like, that's why I also try to share with my story too, is that like everything I'm doing, like, yeah, it's super cool. A lot went into it. Like I'm literally nowhere near where I should be or want to be at. But at the same time, like anyone can do it. Anybody. It's corny, but it's true. Like I like, dude, I am so lazy. Like I'm the fat kid at heart that doesn't want to do anything, but like can still get it done. I you know, know. anyone I can know. do it. Me too, bro. Yeah. I don't understand it. I'm lazy as fuck. I really am. I don't understand how things happen, but whatever. I don't have all the answers. <laughs> I just it's got some. Urgency. <laughs> That's urgency. right. Well, cool, man. Uh, yeah. Where can people find you? Uh, uh, what's a, what's so your I'm fa- not suspended at the moment. So Instagram at Jake Weber Fitness, 1B at the Sweat Fam. Um, website's getting revamped. But, yeah, that's pretty much it right now. All the socials are pretty much the same thing. Cool. Yeah. Cool, man. Thank you for coming. Yeah, appreciate it.